hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Work Bay with Nana and Obi. Hey, friend. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Um. <laughs> no, it was one of season three. It was. It was actually like I had a really good week this week. I took some days off. Oh, okay. Um, and I've been really limiting the amount of time I'm online and watching the news. And so it was nice to kind of hit like the refresh button. Okay. But then like, you know, I wake up today and my, my group chat, my group chat is super live because of everything that's going on in Atlanta and kind of just like reconciling with all of that and it kind of reminded me of the i think you posted uh the the tweet that quinta had posted about like you kind of you know you're having a good day or you're having a seemingly fine day and then you hear you know a story about somebody being murdered and then it's kind of like it you know you don't really know where to go from here um and so like like literally before we started, I had, I'd like, I went food shopping and I went for a walk and I was cooking. And so I was like completely removed from everything. And then I get back to my group chat and I had like 80 text messages and I'm like, what is going on? Um, and like, you know, everybody's talking about that. And it's just like, I feel because I haven't been paying very close attention. I'm aware of what happened, but not in depthly. And so it's hard to be very supportive of, my friends, but like also kind of just giving space for them to express the things that they're feeling. And then they're talking about it and it's just like a super heart wrenching story. Um, and so like, it kind of just threw me um, from like this really peaceful week that I've had um, where I kind of just was focusing on myself and then having to like hear something like this right before having to sit down to talk, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a thing. So no, that's kind of where I'm at. Thing. And unfortunately it's a, it's something we as black folk have always had to do, but it, it seems like it's like we're, we're being asked to do it even more increasingly now uh, than ever before, you know, just like that, that Quinta um, tweet. Yeah. I mean, you, just like you were doing today, you could be having a perfectly good day. And then you have to kind of weigh getting the news of another black person being killed, yeah. living your your everyday life, you know, yeah. do you know whether it's work or even work aside, just your regular day to day, you know what I mean? And I think what what's what's kind of been tough for me is navigating how much of either one I should be doing, meaning how much of me being kind of plugged in, paying attention, mm-hmm, knowing what's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. How much of that should I be doing and how much should I be paying attention on making sure I'm good? You know, because right. it feels like it feels like at any point when I'm investing more in one, the other one is getting is is kind exactly. Of yeah, exactly. That's yeah. It's tough. It's tough. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I mean, other than that, it was like a really good week. It was a really, really good okay. week. Um, okay. so I'm definitely, you know, trying to focus on like all of the quote unquote self carry things I've been doing lately, yes. just checking on myself. But it's also I agree, like it's it's hard to know to kind of weigh both. Like how much do I 
you know, participate in everything that's going on right now and staying informed and participating in like making sure that I'm actively fighting against all of these atrocities and then how much is it to just kind of just take care of yourself and pay attention to what your needs are. And, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. You kind of just have to do, you have to do both, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause like yeah. for everybody, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Some, for sure. Some people are definitely maybe more wired or, or more able to kind of invest more time in you yeah. know, the, the fight, you know, per se. Um, versus other people but but yeah like like we kind of talked about last week you know we all have our different roles to play and we all we all kind of contribute uh how and where we can so mm-hmm. we'll get through it we'll get yeah. through it and i think a lot of it uh what i'm learning more and more as as these past couple weeks have gone by is it's just definitely more of that human human connection and, mm-hmm. and checking in on yours and and making sure everyone's good you know i've definitely seen an increase of that more than i than i ever have so i i think that's a good thing and i think that sure. it's going to take that to to kind of help us get through this moment um i know another thing that's kind of been my escape you know in the past like 3 or 4 weeks has been kind of tv you know mm. I, I always have music <laughs> Music is always there, you uh-huh. know, music is always kind of running in the background, but I found that like TV has been a really good escape for me. Um, and I really haven't been watching a whole lot, to be honest, when, when, oh. when the pandemic started, I binged, um, what's it called? Tiger King. Okay. Yeah, sure. Tiger King and the latest season of Ozark. That's oh, basically, so good. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But, um, both of them for different reasons, <laughs> um, but really, that's that's all I've watched the whole time, and that was like what? In, that was March, April. I mean, I've watched one-off things here and there, but in terms of like show shows, that's been it. How, You're how missing. You been, I've watched everything. All yeah. of the things I have watched, like all what, of it, on your list? all of it. I watched The Great. I watched uh-huh. Miss America. I watched uh, Dave, uh, Little Dicky okay. Show. I watched. Yeah, how is that? I've heard so about. So good. That. Everybody Funny. watch fucking okay. Dave. It's I'll amazing. It I'll check it out. Um, I have a little. I have a little TV click. So we kind of share recommendations and we watch shows together. Um, But yeah, I definitely watched... I I had it... I was super late to the Ozark train. So I watched... I binge Ozark and then I, of course, caught up to uh, season three, I think it is, right? The one that just passed. I definitely watched Tiger King probably more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, probably. (laughs) I love how you're not like... Listen! They were just... I may or may not have... I double backed on, <laughs> um, you know, you just, okay, never, never mind. I'm not going to do that right now. But yeah, I definitely watched a couple episodes of Dr. K. Did one. you, did you hear, um, Antoinette and Shanti, Shanti break that episode down on Around I the did it. I, I, oh, like I said, I'm so backed up on my, on my, on uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah. I will send you the link for that one. Shout out to them. You know, that's one of our, our sister podcasts. Yes. It was an amazing episode. I mean, they're always good, but they 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 did like a full breakdown okay. of everything. And like how it plays into this moment in 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 
in society, you know, <laughs> all the different things that come into it. It's, I'd highly recommend it to you and I, the listeners. I think I'll, I'll go, I'll go find I'll it. Find a way to share it. I'm sure it's downloaded yeah. on my phone already. But yeah, yeah, no, I just have it. But um, yeah, no, I've watched, and I've watched all of the shows. You've watched all, all of them. Of them. So you're caught up on Ozark then? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I forget his name. I think it was Ben, Wendy's sister on the show. Uh-huh. I I don't know about you. That's some of the some of the most amazing acting I've Are seen. Are we spoiler TV. alerting? Should we let the people? No, know? I'm not oh. saying what oh, happened. Okay, I was about to say. I don't know where you were going with this. No, 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 no. I'm speaking just purely about that actor's performance. I mean, they're amazing. all amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he blew me away. Like he he was just he he, yeah, no, he owned that, that like completely. It was it was it was beautiful, really. Yeah, no, I I agree, and definitely something that I didn't anticipate happening. So watch yeah. Ozark. That shit is, is and people were shitting on season two. I loved season two. Uh, season I don't, two was great. Time, if someone if someone tells me that they don't, don't they don't enjoy Ozark or think it's a good show, I just don't need those kind of people. Well, see, life. now I was one of those people because when it first nah. first first came out, I think I, I watched like one or two episodes, and I was like, what the fuck. Like I didn't finish episode one because I didn't. Really? I didn't finish it. I didn't. I was it like, hit, what? It hit the ground running. Shit right. Got, That's oh, how I knew. No. That's yeah. how I knew that I didn't finish it. Or okay. maybe I watched it and I fell asleep because I. I was like, when I when I was like, let me just watch it from the beginning. I was like, I don't remember any of this shit happening at the end of the episode. So yeah, what was I watching? But yeah, no, it's it's a really 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 good show. And one other thing, just real quick on on Ozark. Um, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day. I, I think one of my favorite things about Ozark is the fact that we, the viewers, are led to believe that the men are the ones kind of pulling the strings or running. Y'all are shit. On, on, on the, on, I mean, yes, this is also a statement of the real world, but also just specifically about the show. Shit, the but men really, do nothing. Yeah, really and truly on that show, that show is all about the four women involved and how they constantly have to clean up the messes that the niggas are making. Listen. So you got Darl- Wendy, you got Ruth. I don't know. What was Darlene? Dar- no, Darlene and Carly. Darlene, right. yeah. And, Darlene. and the lawyer lady. I forget her name. Oh, but well, they the did four her of them, at the end. The God, four God of bless. them yeah. just... Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they're the show. The show does not work without any of those people not there. Like none. Charlotte, sometimes I feel like it's hit or miss. I I be wanting to knock yeah, her the fuck out sometimes, and then other times I'm like, oh, okay, I guess you can stay alive. It's really the other four. But yeah, yeah. so if, if any of y'all have not seen Ozark or like watch you were that shit, bro. For, yeah, highly highly recommended from your work base. If if y'all have <laughs> definitely watch um, that shit. Also running in the background this past couple of weeks has been insecure <laughs> which for me has been just like uh you know like you know like after you've had, i don't know about you but this happens to me sometimes like you've had you just had like a long day at work and like you know you have like a certain meal or a certain food waiting for you at home uh, but you know it's gonna be good okay, okay, okay. and you know it's gonna be you know what i mean yeah yeah like it's always gonna hit or you know you got something <laughs> You know it's waiting in the fridge, and you, just, right. you know it's gonna hit. Right. That's what insecure has been for me this past couple of weeks. Oh, okay, just um, during this time, or like, has that always has that so always played general, that role for you? No, it's 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 kind of always played that role, but yeah. I think it's it's kind of uh, insecure, and just a lot of other shows that 
are kind of speaking to the black experience right now in this moment, I feel like they just have a, a different level of sweetness in this moment for me. Mm, like, I, okay, I feel okay. Like I feel like I'm appreciating them even more so than I would have under, you know, under better circumstances. Sure. What's it been like for you? Have, do you feel like you enjoy it just the same or is it hit a little different with everything happening? This current, I don't know that it has anything to do with like Rona. Because insecure, like I've been with Issa since Awkward Black Girl. Like I, I've i been watching, I, I watched, oh, what was, oh, the web series she did with her brother and his two friends, Fly Guys. I, I like, was, I, oh, she had no, another. Yes, no, when okay. I talk, like I am tr- through and tr- like this is this is like Issa and I might as well be cousins. Like I am not like I am a sincere fan of hers. Um, okay. And so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I we've waited for Insecure for a very long time, so maybe the anticipation and then finding out that we were going to get two extra episodes. This season made me feel really excited. Um, and so it's just, I don't know that it, it's, if Rona has intensified my celebration of this series, but I oh, well, have. I'll more to like all of the, the social justice, like the black. Oh, 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 I'll oh. more on that side. Um, but also, mm. also coronavirus, because I know, especially when the season first started is kind of, we've kind of lined up with, with the start of the pandemic you were seeing scenes of people like they're at bars, they're at restaurants. Oh my God. Clubs. And then you and just I'm think like, about how much you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this just seems like, like y'all just fucking with us at this right. point. You know, we can't enjoy this right now. But right. Right. So I, I, right. it was a nice escape kind of seeing it on screen. Yeah. Uh, and then the- even, even with all of the current, you know, events against black well, they're not current, but like all of the protests. I don't know that it's it's had any impact on like the stake that the show has meant for me because I've always really celebrated the show. I've always really appreciated and loved the show. It's been really funny um because like my mom is a huge fan now. And so Oh, and she's all caught she's watched it the whole way through. Well so we I started where I started because this okay. is my house and that's my TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then she hit me off some like so wait what season is this? And I was like four mm-hmm. and she was like so let's start from the beginning. And I was like, I don't. Why'd like, you do it like that? You also, know, your episodes are like six minutes long. She couldn't pop up. <laughs> so we did. We started. We started last weekend and we watched all of season one. And then we'll, like, anytime she's, she'll let me know when she wants to binge it because sometimes she'd be okay. falling asleep and shit. But we'll watch season <laughs> two and three. Uh, but she's very current and she, she, okay. she has her little episode breakdowns at the end and who she likes uh, and who she don't like. We do, okay. we do have insecurity like briefs. That. Yeah. Like so that's that. been, that's been fun to be able to share it with her. Um, and then, of course, the group chat is always live after Insecure. For like sure. after the episode happened. So, um, yeah, I, it's always, it's, it's just, it's a near and dear show to me personally. Um, and so I am like super excited that it, it, A, that it's back and that it's back during this time where we can kind of celebrate so, blackness yeah. even more for sure. Yeah. So I know, I know our first two episodes, you know, were a little heavy and, and they needed to be because we're, we're in the middle of a heavy moment right now sure. as a society and, and as a culture. But I figured we'd just switch it up a little bit, you know, just uh, maybe talk a little bit about something 
uh, that's not happening in the world and <laughs> you know, all the craziness. So I figured we just talk about insecure. You know, the today t- this this weekend is the is the finale, yeah, which so is crazy it's that it's over. already been ten weeks. But but I know we I know we've we've kind of we bring up insecure often on the podcast, like you know making different references, mm-hmm. but we've never done like a full blown episode. So I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's 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 jump into it. Sounds good. Let's let's let's, uh, let's chop. Let's have our our own wind down over here. <laughs> um, so I know you mentioned that you you kind of uh, are able to break 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 down like each episode with some of your friends and your group chats. And now even you got mom on deck. Um, I do the same. And I think I've, we've also, you know, definitely off the mic had conversations about Mm -hmm. it. I think for me, the way that I've always kind of enjoyed ingesting insecure has been through Twitter. You know, I'm big on Twitter. You and are. on Twitter, Black Twitter is very much a thing. So anytime there's there's something that has to do with the culture, whether it's the BET Awards or Insecure <laughs> or really just any anything that's of relevance to, yeah. to us as Black yeah. folks, yeah. there's always really great and 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 thorough. Uh, debates, conversations that happen on Twitter surrounding them. That Those are the only time that I'm like super jealous that I don't have a Twitter is whenever yeah. I get links from people and it's like the threads are always amazing and you're right. They are. Anything that has anything to do with blackness, whether it's good or bad, Twitter will fucking yeah. go ham and it's like this is the one time that I wish I had a Twitter so that I can engage in these wish, conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'll give you I'll give you our Workbay pod login so if you <laughs> oh, ever wanted to jump in and you know, you know, without fully committing, you could just right. use, our, use our little workmate thing and, and just see what's happening. Sounds no, but, good. But just like you said, what I what I love too is that is you get and and I think this is also indicative of 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 us as a, as a people as well. Is you you'll get a full range of people's opinions mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because as we always say and we as we always try to remind people, blackness is definitely not a monolith. So uh, on any get you know whatever the topic might be that week on Black Twitter, you're gonna get you know the comedians are gonna have their take. The hoteps are gonna have this. <laughs> you know, LLC Twitter is gonna have this. Uh, you're, you're gonna get everyone the full the breadth of the the community. Exactly. Yeah. So it's great. It's great being able to kind of sift through that and just kind of get a pulse of what of what people are saying. Um, and I was doing that for Insecure this season. I actually came across um, this this Twitter handle. Um, the 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 dude's name is Ursin Noor. And I, I might be butchering that, but it's uh, I'll spell it out. It's U-R-S-I-N-E-N-O-I-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's KJ. Uh, I don't don't know him at all, but I came across his uh, his Twitter feed, and I I realized that he was doing threads each week on Sundays after the show was over. He'd throw up like usually about like ten to fifteen questions. Mm-hmm. As kind of like a way for people to recap and kind of have conversations about what we just saw, right? Um, and they were really good. I mean, really a lot good. of times, a lot of times we're doing these on our own, like you mentioned, like mm-hmm. that. I'm sure you're probably hit on some of these topics and whatnot as well. But I, I really felt like he did a great job of kind of just putting it all together. You know? Yeah. And the uh, one thing, I like, you shared a few of them with me in mm-hmm. the beginning, and at first I was like, I don't. Is this a quiz? Like what? <laughs> 
what is <laughs> what, what am I supposed to be doing with this? And then you yeah. kind of explain it to me. And I was like, and like, I, what I really appreciate is even though a lot of times it's like recapping the episode, he does kind of spur off and ask others. Some questions are super lighthearted and just fun mm-hmm. ways of kind of getting to know whoever you're asking these questions to and then also tying it back to maybe some things that are happening in your own life so it's not strictly about the show but maybe and sometimes how it resonates with you personally which i thought is like so smart like a really really cool way of of doing a recap no absolutely and and for me that's what the magic is for insecure for me as a show um you know, of course, that you know, at least for me, yeah. There's there's other shows that I've enjoyed more and that I that I you know are kind of like on my top five or favorites, um, you know. And a lot of those for me tend to be whether it's uh, the acting or maybe the writing or as a photographer, I'm, I really enjoy the visual aspect of different shows and movies. So maybe I really enjoy the cinematography. But what what's unique for me with Insecure is really the only or the main reason why I enjoy it. Is I've always felt that it's it's a, it's really a great depiction of the Black millennial experience, or a certain mm. part of it, anyhow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there, God knows how many times an insecure episode has like just read me for filth, where I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like this exact uh, episode is my whole fucking my life. life. Yeah. 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 Like yep, yep. I've I've lived this many you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, that, that's always been what's been so special about insecure for me it's just like a lot of in a lot of ways i see myself portrayed in screen and i see my friends mm-hmm. and i see mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. and so that that at least for me that's always been like my favorite part of, of for sure part. for yeah. sure yeah no i i agree immensely yeah mm-hmm. and so i figure we jump into it um what i did is i kind of put all the questions that kj had put together and like I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's, he has like about one to fifteen. We don't have the time to go through. <laughs> we what? could, but we would we be could, able to. Yeah, but we'd be able like ten hours. You know how we do. You know how we do. Um, but I figured we'd do like one or two from each one, mm-hmm. and it would be a good way for us to kind of get a read on what where we're both at with the show, and 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 even for our listeners, maybe to learn some stuff they they didn't know about us before. Sounds good. Um, so KJ actually didn't have one for episode one, um, but just as like a to fill. Oh, uh, actually, before we even get into it, huge spoiler alert! Like, oh yeah, if we, you ain't we, watched, yeah, we're right like I'm twenty sorry. minutes in. So like, if you made it this far and you've been good this far, but anything moving past this point, you will not be. There are definitely gonna gonna be spoilers. So if for whatever also, reason, shame on you. No, shame on you as well, you know, but, you know, grace and space, like we always say, what am our tag? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We will give y'all the opportunity. This is homework. This is homework, exactly. Um, Just like we did with Queen and Slim, we gave y'all that disclaimer. If you need to take the time to watch it, do it, and then you can always come back. Like Obi said, them episodes feel like about six minutes. So by the time this is over, you could could come (laughs) back and recap with us. You but could. uh yeah you could hit that um, pause right anyhow <laughs> exactly um but just as a reminder for those of us who have watched it um so season the the season kicked off with low-key feeling myself that's what i, I like that each episode had low-key and something mm-hmm. that's kind of the theme this season and so season uh four episode one low-key feeling myself so basically that's the episode where Issa and condola are 
are kind of preparing to pitch their block party. Right. So she invites them over to her, I'm pretty sure it was the courtyard, like her apartment. Yep, of her apartment conference. Mm -hmm. And we kind of see them trying to get it all together. Getting sponsors. and and We kind of, yeah, getting the sponsors. And then we also kind of see Molly getting to catch a little feelings for Drew, for Andrew. She, you know, for up to this point, they've kind of just been messing around. It's, it's, it, it seemed like it's a, maybe been a little bit more on the casual side. Mm-hmm. But by the end of that episode, I think she finally realized, like, damn, I might actually. I really be like him. Yeah, I kind of. Oh my god, I like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then on to episode two, low key distant. Um, that's when Issa and Condola finally decide to confront the elephant in the room, and that being. Oh my god. One, that's when they found out. Yes, that's when that they kind of came Tiffany to light. had told them, like, oh yeah, like, hey, yep. da, 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 and like Tiff. Yep, yep, Shady. good old Tiff. Yeah, whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on that one, they decide to like finally have the conversation about, like, all right, well, is, are, th- are we good? I know that I'm right. seeing your ex. Like, how do you feel right. about it? Vice right. versa. And it seemed, it seemed at least at that point in the season that they, they both seemed to be more or less okay with it. Yeah. From what I remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. They didn't seem like, it seemed pretty genuine, especially on Issa's side. Her, and I she think was, was chilling. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was, a, I think that really was a testament to her growth as well. Because obviously, obviously going back the past three seasons, we know how important that, you know, her relationship with Lawrence was with to her. They were together, was it four years or five years? You know, mm-hmm. they were there for a minute. Yeah. Um, just the fact that she was okay to to be, you know, kind of share space with someone who was talking to her ex, I think was a testament to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually was the first question KJ started with, with <laughs> Red for, for that episode. So I'm going to ask you that mm-hmm. question. Can you, Nana, <laughs> be friends with someone who's dating your ex? Um, the short answer is yes. Okay, I feel like there's some strings attached. Only because I've, I've, this is my life. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, so this is, you, this yeah. is happening to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as much as you want to share. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not going to get into the whole no, thing. No, no, but, no. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, I. <laughs> I didn't know. This is new to, this news to me. I'm learning something. Um, this is where you have the conversation with yourself. Like, what is really an ex? Like, what does that mean? Did we hang out? Were you my boyfriend? Did we talk? Like, what well, is, what I are the levels in, of exes? In this context, I would say let's, because uh, I think this is what's applicable to Issa and Lawrence, right. an actual relationship. Well, see, I've never had one of those. So then I guess maybe I haven't experienced that, but or, I'm definitely. So I think for you, I'll make it someone who you been involved with or talking to for longer than six months okay so then that is yeah um for you okay yeah i think you know in my in my in my situation circumstance i knew the person that i was friends with i was friends with prior to them engaging with this person that I too had feelings for um so that's a little different because Issa didn't know Condola prior. Yeah, they didn't really like have they, any type. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that makes my situation any easier or harder. Um, Maybe because, harder thing you were yeah, friends. Yeah. You know, but like for me, the thing that is 
imperative is respect, of course. And I, I, I even appreciated like once they found out that they had the conversation, because a lot of times that's all that it takes to kind of level the playing field and understand where everybody's coming from. Um, and I agree with you that I was really impressed with how Issa handled the situation. At first, when I was watching the episode, I was like, is she just pretending? Is she playing it off? Is she just trying to be cool? Because no, I feel like a lot of... Yeah, no, but I feel like a lot of times, and I'll just speak for me, like, yeah. it's like, okay, I can't let this bother me, or I shouldn't let this bother me, or even if it does, if it does. exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, like, I was super impressed with how she was able to manage that. Um, but yeah, I, it probably... It, it doesn't, it wouldn't bother me if we respected each other. And then if I'm really like, if I'm Who's over me? you, you whoever I'm being me. friends with, not necessarily oh, my see. ex, because I, you're my ex. Like, I, I, okay. I think that I have a really good relationship with most of my exes. Not that these are okay. people that I engage with regularly yeah. but i knew if i had to have any conversation it wouldn't be an issue yeah. um but me and me and the person that i'm pursuing a friendship with that would be as long as we respected each other and you know we understood i don't want to be a part of your business i don't want to know what's going on over there but we you and i so are good would there be some like ground rules like would it be kind of like a boundaries thing like these are my boundaries like maybe i don't want to hear about you your dates with them or yeah I'm- i mean Okay. Yeah, I but I feel like that's also maybe and this could just be me and the situation that I've been in, but I feel like that's kind of uh common sense. Like I don't don't put me in your business. Don't be telling me about how you was fucking my nigga. Like that's you weird. You'd be surprised though. You know, I, I hear you I hear you labeling it as common sense, and I get that. But uh, from what I've come to learn about these people in general, yeah, obviously everyone has different well, boundaries. Yes. Yep. Some for some person, mm-hmm. obviously it might mm-hmm. be really comfortable with that, and maybe yeah. someone else they're like, oh, okay, it doesn't bother them at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone, I, I everyone don't. Yeah, have their different their different threshold. You know, for sure. I think if if I have moved on from this ex and I'm not interested in them in any capacity. Um, and you and I, like, we start a friendship on a very sincere base that I wouldn't have an issue with finding out that, oh, by the way, I'm dating somebody that you may have been with. What does girl code dictate on this issue? (sighs) Because I know what guy code says. What does girl code (laughs) say? Is is it it permissible to date your friend's exes as... Do we know each other prior to, like, condona? So we're friends before you dated my ex. Yes. Stay the fuck away from that nigga. It's too many dicks <laughs> out here. Even if you're over them. Even that's if you're over weird. them. And you know that's, you want nothing to me, do with them. To me, that's, I mean, again, I'm not going to stop because how do you know that this is not the love of your life? Like, I kind of think about things in a super, super practical way. And I don't own anyone. And so I couldn't tell you not to be with this person, but I will absolutely look at you side eye. I was just about to ask. You're going to look at them a little different. I've been with this nigga for three, four years. You've been here. I've maybe cried on your shoulder about him. And then six months later, y'all are skipping down like that's fucking <laughs> weird that's fucking no, weird and especially if she doesn't come to you and say hey come to you as a woman <laughs> i think i may have feelings for this person then yeah. you're not a real friend like that to me that's super fucking shady 
Okay. But again, oh, I I'm not, I can't tell you not to date him. Like, no, I hear you. Whatever. I hear you. I agree with you. And a guy code also, same rules apply. Okay. <laughs> There's more than enough women out here. Ain't no it's reason. Too many dicks. Yeah. Too again, many dicks. I think it's it's more the um the intimacy and not not even just you and your ex, just the intimacy involved of, like you just alluded to. Like you've maybe you've cried on her shoulder about this Girl. guy, or for me, Girl. my guys. I might have vented to them about some shit with her, like some shit that was stressing Ooh. me out. And then, boom, you're turning around and trying to, trying to get in some cheeks. Like, nah, bro. Like, nah, that's not it. But see, you know what? <laughs> with, with dudes, right? Does it matter? And I feel like I've ear hustled in a couple of my, my male friends' conversation. Is it, do you care if he's just trying to fuck or if he, like, wants to be with her? Okay, now listen. So at least I'll speak for myself. And maybe not all men, but most of the guys I've spoken to, uh, I think, would agree with this. And if someone feels differently, y'all let me know in the comments or something on uh-huh. Instagram. But for, at least for guys, it, and, I, and I've also spoken to for some women, too, who that's the case as well. It's different if this was a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Or someone who I was just messing with casually. Well, yeah. Because if the, it was just someone yeah. I was messing with casually, hey, you have my blessing, bro. Like, d- live your best be. life. Okay. Yeah, no, because that's casual. Like, at least for me, okay. it, it there's no, there was no, uh, especially for guys. That's why I was saying. For, what for do guys, you feel though that thing. there's no the conversation is still necessary? Like he would still have to tell you. Yeah, just to, just for the sake of just not okay. being messy, you know. But but that's it. But apart from that, you know, hey, we we could be some Igloo brothers. You know, it happens. <laughs> Eskimo, Eskimo brother. Yeah, this is this yeah. is. Uh, this no, is I don't, okay. I don't, I don't want no Eskimo sisters. I just nah. don't. Mm-mm. You know what? No, you, you might have them, and just don't know. I don't, because my body count is real low. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Because I'm just saying, at some point, actually, these... I'm sitting up here talking shit, and I have currently, I have one. There you go. Because <laughs> at some point, these social networks, yeah, oh, you, you got to think about it. When you realize it's at the... some point, these social networks get they start to overlap. Yeah. small, yeah. so yeah. But see, know? this is another one where she and I have had the conversation. There is no malice. There's no okay. Well. Full transparency. It's very important. You, like you've been out with me at at like I'm trying to think of the like mm-hmm. on the first Saturdays yeah. or something. Yeah. No, you you go you gonna come across some people, you know, <laughs> you've seen before, you know? So that, that, that happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, uh, you're navigating those scenarios has always been very impressive to me. You, I, do I, I, I try my very best. It's a struggle yeah, sometimes. But, uh, but see, that's why you end on that's why you end on terms with good people. That's why you, you end on good terms with people. Exactly. Yeah, that's all. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. That's all. exactly. Um but just real quick, I, I more or less agree with you, uh, like in, in terms of that question. Um, I think as long as there were some boundaries set and we kind of like talked about it and I just let them, you know, you know, kind of know where I was with it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have too much issues with, especially if it was in the context of like Isam Condola, where it was like more of an acquaintance or a business. Right. A business. Oh uh, yeah, we could make money together. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not never gonna stop that. Yeah, I'm not forming the bag because of that. And that was a big bag they had too. Right. Right. Even though, well, we'll get to it. But she was a little messy towards the end. Didn't appreciate her. Yes. Huh. Okay. We'll talk. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious what you mean. 
All right. Well, then that actually, now that you brought her name up, that rolls into the next question. Actually, this is the one that you chose. I think this I is did. just your one one. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's good. Old, we did this on our, 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 what's it called? Our live stream uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, the Mary Fuck Kill. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what we're going to do is play Mary Fuck Kill with the three, or with three of the male characters and three of the female characters. So we've got, on the on the men's side, we have Lawrence, Nathan, and Daniel. Again, mm-hmm. that's Mary Fuck or Kill, Lawrence, Nathan, or Daniel. And on the ladies' side, we have Issa, Molly, and Condola. Uh-huh. So wait, are, do I choose both of them? Do I do no, both? It just says, whichever one I want. No, it says the, of those attracted to women or if you like both. So, you know, if you want to... Keep it at the guys. I'll keep it at the girls, and we can oh. make it if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's yeah. corny. I want to be able to marry, fuck, kill it. Everybody else. <laughs> uh, if we're following the rules, then I'll if stick we're with following the guys. The parameters of heteronormativity. <laughs> like binary this question. <laughs> um. So between. Oh, you know uh, what? You know what? No, no, no. It look, you, you, it's we're in the middle of Pride Month. Let me, let me, let me get this I right. Say, let me get this right. Go ahead and open it up. Go ahead and yeah. open it. Mary okay. for all six. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm still going to stick with the ladies, but if you want to hit them on all six, go ahead. Yes. Thank you. Okay. She's go very ahead. open. Um, yes. yes. Go ahead. So Mary fuck kill Who you all married? six. Oh, by the way, I'm still getting heat for Ellen. By the way. My, my nigga still clown me for the Ellen DeGeneres. Remember what I said that she's who I bury? Yeah, I, I, I know, because you're a corny. That was a really bad idea. I my tried to save you. Body and Terrence are still getting on me for that, like, two months later. Trash. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, I would probably marry Issa. Okay. Yeah. I'm really I'm really here for that union. Okay. Um, I would fuck Daniel. Because, you know, okay. I, like, I like my boys little and chocolatey. Little? He's not that little. Well, you mean, in, they actually all look short except for Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Nathan is not that tall either. Yeah. Um, And who would I kill? So it's honestly oh, between... Now, these are, these are not the people. These are the characters. No, uh, yes, of course. So it's, it's, we're not talking about It's that. between Molly and Condola. Really? Yeah. What, what, what you got out for her that bad? What did she oh, do? Condola? Why? I'm curious. Yeah, why do so, you want to okay. Her? I was really here for Condola. I, I liked her. She's okay. super cute. Very professional. Her outfits were bomb. And then... I really hated after after the I think Thanksgiving when she basically told Lawrence that I'm we not really trying to I'm not trying to be with you I'm just like did she say that she said I'm really not talking about marriage just yet she was it didn't seem like which was fair very much so she can take all the time that she needs but it also didn't seem like she was like thinking about having like this long term relationship with him either but I that wasn't even. I didn't care about that, but I felt like because of the the tiff that she was having with Lawrence, remember the day like she kind of just disappeared on my girl Issa and wasn't returning her calls. Bitch, we're planning yeah, an event together. What the fuck are you doing? And, and then I don't you think sh- they ever found out why that was. No, yeah, no, we didn't. Really, they never so really I always assumed that it was because she was off 
on Lawrence. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she just needed some time for herself. Fine, yeah. do your thing, yeah. but like not when it comes to this money. Yeah, because I needed my Capricorn. Exactly, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed your help finding a new headliner. Yeah, like the fuck. Yeah. And then she yeah. comes to the 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 block party and she's mad standoffish. I didn't. Whatever you got going on with Lawrence ain't got shit to do with me. I didn't do anything to yeah. you. I was never rude to you. So like for me, that was like super fucking corny. Ugh. Well, and then Molly, I think that's oh. easy. I'll just say this: just that might be a little easier said than done from the outside looking in. Because sure. you're right. Of course, this uh, the the nature of their relationship initially was one based on business. But I think we'd be lying if we said that the that 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 was bound to get messy at some point. I knew I that. From, I knew that from the onset. Like once emotions are involved. And not necessarily messy, but complicated. Like that was bound to sure, get. Sure, but a, a lot of relationships are complicated. And I also, to be honest with you, like I liked that they were trying to um, foster a friendship. But to me, this was business. Like you said, we started off our relationship strictly off of business. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of clients that I have where you may. Oh, you may really fuck with them. Like they may be really awesome people. But at the end of the day, if I'm here to do a service for you, then I'm going to do that service. You know what I'm saying? And so like for her to kind of let whatever personal things she was going on, you know, kind of get in the middle of like that to me was like super whack. Was, was I didn't it? like that. Okay. Yeah. I got And then you. Molly has been like a drain this whole fucking season. And she's doing wrong by Asian Bay, and I'm like Andrew. I'm mad that Andrew is not part of this because I definitely would have married him. So like she can go too. So I don't really know. I'm gonna say Condola because I don't really have. I don't know her. She knew to the okay, shit. So like, I don't, she can I just don't go know away. That okay. I don't know that, right. that girl. I don't know that girl. So yes, I would marry Issa. I would fuck the shit out of Daniel and Ooh, Condola man. can. Okay. Just All go right. away somewhere. You you made it. You okay? We. Oh, you we, didn't. Did I did, I did. I did. I need to say it with my chest even more. No, no. We okay. we got I didn't you. Think so. I figured we got you heard you. me. Wait, wait, cool. Are you gonna be mad if he nuts in your face too, like Issa was? You know or? what? I'm not. That's not foreign to me, so. That's- <laughs> <laughs> wow! Earbuds. Oh, I'm not ready. My mom. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. My okay. mama don't listen to this, but yeah, it, that's fine. All right. I know your mom's like also, the looking at did, you. She's like, not. Okay. I didn't know why she made such a big deal about that, but it's yeah, okay. yeah. That's that's another 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 a conversation right. for another day. <laughs> So marry, fuck, or kill. I am also going to marry Molly. No, not Molly. Issa. Sorry. <laughs> what? I'm marry what I Issa. Okay. Um. Why? She just out of the the three women that I'm presented with there, she's the one who I think I would have the most in common with. Okay. Just across the board, whether it's like personality, she's really fun. She doesn't take herself too seriously. You know, she, she's got jokes. You know, that's definitely would be would be the one. The other two, Molly and Kondo, a little, especially Molly, a little too uptight for me. Not not mm-hmm. my, kind of, not the kind of woman I'd really like go after or pursue. Oh, we know. Uh, <laughs> what that mean? Nothing. Damn. You said that with your chest too. You real bold today. Um, I'm poof. You know, had we had I not seen the Mexico episode and seen Mm. what Molly was working with in lingerie, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have gone with Condola on the fuck tip, but mm. Molly, might, Molly might get this work. That's Molly a beautiful might girl. Get this work. She Very is beautiful. beautiful. Very beautiful girl. Um, and damn, poor Condola. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. Again. Bye. Yeah, I just I I know Molly a little longer, and she got <laughs> my last fucking nerve several times this season. Right. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Condola, it's been nice knowing you, girl. It's Peace been out. real. Yeah, it's been real. Oh, my goodness. Or that, So you were saying you would have subbed in Andrew as Absolutely. your... Absolutely. For, for which one? To marry for... To marry. Oh, to marry. Okay. Oh, I would okay. fuck him, too. Okay, so Lawrence ain't, get, ain't got... He didn't get no type of love for you. You know, this... Damn. We're still in episode two, so... Like, with my knowledge of how the season has transpired, maybe my answer would have changed. I see. I see. But if I'm if I'm living in episode two, then, yeah, okay. Lawrence, you get dust. Lawrence. Nathan, <laughs> too, because we didn't even, we haven't seen him yet. So, yeah, okay. no, they, it's done. Okay, I'm trying to think who I would have subbed in or out, but definitely not Tiffany. I can't stand her <laughs> or the actor hey! or Amanda Seals. So that's a bold question. Oh, all right. See, see. We, we don't, we're <laughs> talking about the characters. I we're talking you. about the characters. I got you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Kelly's a lot of fun too. Maybe, maybe she will get on the, maybe she'll get on the Mary side too because she's a lot of, she's, she's funny as hell. I, I don't, love Kelly. That's about it. I can't even think. I don't, that's it. That's in their circle, right? It's just the four of them. Yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to think of like other characters. Well, we well, don't want to. Unless that... we're talking about like, unless we rewind and talking about like, what's her name? Pasha, the Chase girl. I know you want to chase that. Oh, so she would have got. She yeah, she would have right, got. Let's move on to episode three, ladies and gentlemen. And you're such in a rush, you know. I thought this was a sexually liberated. <laughs> you were just getting oh. low too. I felt, I? I felt you. I felt you okay. like reminiscing, okay. and we needed okay. to move on. I didn't talk about nut on my face, though. Let the record... You start. asked the question. <laughs> you asked it and I answered. That's not my fault. Would you like me to lie to the people? I got That's you. not what I'm here to do. I got you. Okay, well, season... I keep reading the whole thing. <laughs> episode three was uh-huh. low thankful. Um, right. And that was the Thanksgiving episode. So, mm-hmm. so Molly went with uh, met up with her fam, still kind of dealing with the tension that she has with her father. And Issa met up with her brother Amal, and Lawrence joined Con- uh, Condola. Yeah. Um, I was about to say Condoleezza because that's what they've been calling on Twitter. <laughs> they call her everything but, everything her, name. but her name. Condoleezza, condolences. Ah, I've seen all condolences is, yes. is factual. Condolences was one of condolences to that girl. <laughs> so this kind of set the table. Um, so I thought I really, I really loved this question from KJ for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked, uh, there have been lots of discussions about inclusiveness on Insecure. The show is geared toward young, black, middle, and upper class professionals. What about poor, blue collar, or working class black folk? Should they be integrated in the show in some way or be better represented? Yeah, I thought that was a, that was a great question. Very, very poignant question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, start us off. I'm I'm curious kind of where your mind goes when you hear that. Um, I you know what? I think initially when I when I when I read the question, I was like, "Oh yeah, they don't do a really good job of being inclusive of like other classes." But I don't even when I, you know, in prep, I had a time to like think about that a little bit and I I don't 
I don't think that that's true. Even if we're just, I mean, <laughs> uh, what? Oh my God. What was his name? Street Yoda? Street Yoda. <laughs> Street, yeah, Street Yoda is there. He's yeah. everybody's favorite character. Funny as shit. Yeah. Um, her, the nigga that Issa was fucking with the beginning of this season worked for TSA. Um, yeah. Molly. But all those characters are, are on the periphery, though. None of right, them are. Which is, sure. And I mean, yeah. but like, that's also, to me, it's like, that, but that doesn't mean that they're not a part of the quilt that is insecure. Like I'm you sorry. remember these I characters. See, I see would it saying. would it be nice? I mean, Nathan is a barber. He may have celebrity clients, Ooh, but right. like that's yeah. not you know yeah. some uh, oh, Fortune okay. five hundred. Yeah. yeah, I got you. You know, white collar job. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Andrew works in entertainment, which is also unconventional for some people. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer or what have you. Even Issa, like she, I would absolutely consider her. Um, her oh, job blue collar. She worked yeah, at a nonprofit, she, she was, and the, both of us know. You ain't taking money home. So, you know, like, we literally, Obi and I worked for fucking you. We got y'all. Like, that was our job. That's literally, yeah. So, I don't, I mean, I think it's very easy to castigate it as, like, this, you know, upper class and upward mobile because of, like, Molly and maybe even, um, Tiffany, the the Dubois of them all. Like, I I mean, the whole first season, Lawrence did not have a fucking job. That nigga yeah, worked at, at uh, Best Buy. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I don't think that they, I think that they do, they do a very, it's smart. I think it's a really smart way of showing the different multitudes of of blackness of of especially of the like what you were saying before about millennials and like uh, us grinding trying to make it whether it's on our own creating our own businesses or even working within you know the ivy uh what do they call it are you saying ivy league or no but like what is ivy what is the pillars columns whatever like the fact that like molly is trying to find her footing whether it was with the white firm or the black firm or the firm that she works with now like all of us are there there are different ways of becoming successful and i think that they do do a really good job of kind of representing that um i think what one place they've fallen short for a little bit is like Uh the different like um Maybe the LGBTQ community, including that a little bit more. Well, her brother, um, Amal. Amal's gay. Right, but we, Amal is pretty new to the gang. But prior, to, like, so that's what I'm saying. Or even, I mean, they, I know they talked about it a little bit with Jared, and they talked about it a little bit true, with Jared Molly. But, or he wasn't bisexual. He was straight. He just had an experience. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a few seasons ago, so forgive yeah. me if I'm... No, if it's I'm fine. Or, but yeah, yeah, I just I thought, think... I thought he was full... Okay. No, no, no. He, he didn't consider myself. Yeah. In the past. Okay, um, so, like, that, I think they could incorporate that more. But when it comes to, like, the class structure, I think that they do a really good job of, okay. of that. Yeah, I think I I agree with you as well. I think I think once I sat down with it a little more, because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I think on first read, I was like, yeah, you know what? This show is all about the bougie black. So I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, they actually show like you, like you've just been uh, saying for the past few minutes. Actually, I think they do show a good range of people 
you know, kind of going through different parts of their careers mm-hmm. and people who've chosen different career paths. You know, it's not like they're all lawyers and doctors and right. engineers. Right. Really, really and truly out of the core of Issa's friends, really just Molly. She's only mm-hmm. one, you know. On the, I'm not the, totally the, sure what Kelly does. And I, Kelly's an accountant as well. You know, yeah. I don't, I just, maybe she's not working like some big fancy place like Molly is, but she's right. also kind of like upwardly mobile if you want to yeah. use that phrase. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think they actually do a better job of this than they might probably get credit for. And I think, especially for me, I think one part that spoke, uh, that really resonated with me about this show was kind of the relationship that Molly and Issa have and how that there, there ends up being, I don't want to say tension or pressure, but there's definitely some energy there about the fact that Molly is, do, is, is doing much better off than, than uh, mm-hmm, Issa mm-hmm, when mm-hmm, it comes mm-hmm. to her career, when it comes mm-hmm. to her finances. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Even mm-hmm. I expect you know, I have some of my really close friends who, you know, they've they're they're killing it, you know, in their in their jobs. You know, they might be, you know, maybe they're like a a, a big manager or whatever it may be mm-hmm. in the bank and all that. And I'm, you know, I'm here with you doing the we <laughs> got yeah. You know, do it up and still trying to figure, trying to figure my way through. Yeah. So I think they did a great job of de- of depicting that on screen and just some of the things that you have to navigate as you're going through that because that does add some energy to like a friendship certainly certainly a romantic relationship but also platonic relationships as well yeah 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 yeah. no i think i I think they've both done a good job of 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 showing that yeah i i feel like i saw i saw that kind of bubbling around insecure for a while and i think it's easy very it's very easy to kind of just you know paint them with a broad brush but i but like you said with thinking sitting it out and really thinking about it i'm really impressed with the way that they they handle it yeah yeah, yeah. for sure it's yeah. very very true to life as the show mm-hmm. always is in a lot of different ways mm. and so fast forwarding to the end of episode three we have where uh lawrence is kind of scrolling on his phone mm-hmm. after the, the little conversation he had with condola in the kitchen here um, and I think he's back at his place, right? He is, yeah. Yeah, and he's going to his phone and he sees Issa's story. Mm-hmm, with um, her brother. With her brother. And I think he, did he do one of the little like emoji responses? Yeah, he laughed at it. And then I he think he asked it. her a question or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and then the episode ends. <sighs> yeah. to black. And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> so what's is, going on here? This is what you set this up for. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um... <laughs> So the question was, have you ever lost a battle with yourself and either texted, called, or maybe liked the post or story of that ex you really should be over? Uh, so I just want to, you know. You, you Do you need a minute? <laughs> say, hello, my name is Nana, and I'm this bitch. I do this all the time, and I, oh, no. I ain't okay. never getting over these niggas, apparently. I don't know. Like, I don't, I just, it's very hard for me to like. Which one, which of the forms of communication are you guilty of? It's usually, it's usually a text. Okay. Do those happen at certain times? Like maybe, I don't know, maybe you've had a few glasses of wine or maybe it's late at night. Don't let me be drunk. Oh, boy. um, Like when, when does it usually happen for you? When are your moments? It doesn't, it really, I mean, honestly, like if I'm just thinking about, like if somebody that I care about sincerely 
crosses my mind. I don't under, to me, it is, it is, it takes a lot of brain power to stop me from reaching out to them. Mm-hmm. Now, when I know, like, say it's an ex or somebody I was dealing with and maybe we are beefing or we didn't end or we are, we're, I'm trying to stop myself from engaging with them because I know that they are not good for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. then I, it is a, it is a lot of energy for me to not reach out. Like it just right. is. Um, when you I do reach out, yeah. what, if you don't mind me asking, what 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 are the messages usually like? Is it like oh, oh just so thinking Jesus. about you. What are you doing? Um, like, is it more just to get a read on where they are, or is it like no. a, I miss you, I yeah. need you yeah. kind of yeah. thing? I mean, I need you. All I need is Jesus and water. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, like if I like, I'm not. And so this is the thing that always annoys me about you when when oh. we talk about like shooting your shot or you know being the first person to initiate or setting up dates and stuff like that's not a problem that i have if okay. i am thinking about you you're gonna know i'm thinking about you because i'm a okay. so okay. it's not i don't have to do the hey stranger or but like sometimes it's like literally maybe like an inside joke that we have if i see something that reminds me of you then i'll send it and be like this shit literally reminded me of you or nigga if i miss you i miss you like what's up you know um so yeah i've definitely been guilty of this um and it is it's hard you usually end up regretting it or are you happy that you reached out um and that's okay a little bit of both a little a little bit of both like especially if i've if i've fought the urge for a really long time um and then definitely depending on what their reaction is, which is always really positive. And then they hit you with the, I miss you too. And it's like, well, nigga, why didn't you, then why you ain't hit me? Why you ain't text me? Why you ain't call me? You know, like that whole kind of, then you kind of go back and forth in your head. Like, am I just, you know, rearing up for some of the same old bullshit? More discipline. Uh, yeah. So it is, it's, that's definitely something that I am trying to actively work on. But when he did that, I was like, uh, I've definitely been there before. I don't follow. <laughs> my exes like that so it would never be on some internet shit but or is that's that just like a true. general policy of yours like just like don't follow them all together like just don't follow them on social media it's not it's not um you you know sometimes you need to curb access oh for sure i get that so like if i'm a little heartbroken not seeing you on my feed will help me to get over you you know what i'm saying or like at least keep my distance from you um but not if you so, start yeah. your dms anyway who you right you right, you right. <laughs> <laughs> the way you just said who I like mean... i was talking about some random person <laughs> you because <laughs> don't let me see a post you know uh, let me just share this real quick like it's hard yeah. it's really hard it. it's really hard it. like that can so, be, especially especially when you're like fresh out of a relationship or it's actually easier for me like yeah or, be, like especially like if i'm pissed it's that's when it's like i'm never fucking talking to you let uh, six months go by Girl. (laughs) Well, you know, it's so bad. It's so bad. What about you? Um, it hasn't happened recently, but I've definitely been there before. I I, it's been a couple of years. Um 
there was someone who I was dating in, oof, this was like 2016. And our relationship was definitely, um, could definitely, it was very volatile, you know, when mm-hmm. it was good, it was good. But when we got into it, it was like, this your twin flame? What's that? No, not her, okay. not her, not her. Um, right before her, this is the one right before her. But anyhow, yeah, her, it was, it was what made it tough with her was our sex was just fucking like. <laughs> spectacular and so it was one of those like i even though i'm mad as fuck at you and like you annoy the shit out of me Uh you you also know how to bless me in very (laughs) in very special ways so usually that's what it would happen it usually be it usually Uh. i was out you know maybe i was out i had a few drinks and that's why I'm heading on like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? You Out know? of the blue. And same, no, but the thing is, she would do the same vice versa. Oh, okay, so y'all had an understanding. I know, but it wasn't healthy. Neither of us should have been doing that. Because <laughs> we really, instead of fucking, we should have been trying to iron out, out whatever yeah, 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 case, yeah, yeah. issues yeah, we were yeah. having. Um, but you know, oh, like Kelly said, growth is a thing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that hasn't been so much a, a thing now. Um, but no, I've definitely been there. You know, I, I, I wouldn't sit here and I, I won't hold you. <laughs> I've been there before. And just, like, just like you've been saying it, it's, it's not easy no. when that clean break a lot of times, it usually no. takes a few stumbles mm-hmm. and falls before you're like, all right, all right, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> So, episode four, low-key losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is when we finally get to meet baby Dubois. And the lady, yes, Dubois. Dubois. And the, the ladies are over <laughs> at Tiffany's house. Um, Issa, I think, is meeting the baby for the first time. Um, Molly has met her. And, of course, Kelly is, I. she might as well be, like, the baby's godmother. She's over there all the damn time. Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, she was trying to episode. figure out what that titty milk is was, like. She really wanted to know what it's about. Um, wow. See, I wait, had a story, but what? I ain't going to do it. No, wait, nah, a nah, nah, wait a minute. Nah, wait a minute. Nah, you don't get to just say nah, shit like that and then nah, hit the eject. Nah. Yo. No. Yo, the idea, the, the memory popped up in my nah, head, but like I said, let's keep it moving. Nah, what what nah, happened nah. on that? Bless the people with this time. What the fuck are you talking about? No. No, that's. I I will share that story you, with time like, right now. I, I don't. This feels very unfair, and our listeners are not going to appreciate this. Uh, I I have a I have a breast milk story too. Is all I'm saying. But I, again, what well, you know, maybe we do another another oh. sex episode down the line. I'll I'll bring it back. Well, I'll bring it back. But Kelly, it tastes good. I I'll t- I'll, I'll I hear say it's that like very Kelly. sweet. Yeah, it's very. That is it what is I've heard. Obi, I okay. It is. Well, <laughs> fuck you for not uh, like I said, telling us now, but keep your secrets. <laughs> that's fine. Anyway. Yeah. 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 But it is. Uh, it is so, true. yeah. It is true. <laughs> I don't even know how to bounce back from that. <laughs> how, do I, how do I get back? I was, was. ill prepared for that little bomb. Um, so, yeah. So, they're at Tiffany's place. Um, Issa's a little preoccupied because she's trying to get the final details for the block party together. Um, Molly 
is throwing hella shade because Issa doesn't seem to be focusing on the time that they have together. And she's also kind of just figuring out her connections with Andrew. Um, And so we might as well just get into KJ's questions. The first one that he actually posted for this thread that we thought was like an interesting conversation to, to discuss was when it comes to balancing work and relationships, where do you fall on the spectrum between I understand, Bay. Make this money, and I need your undivided attention. Okay, okay. I don't know if this is. I, I feel like this is my inner Capricorn. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'm more. I understand, Bay. Get to that money because that's the same thing I'm doing. Like, I, I. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hear me out. And I, I mean, of course, I'm not saying that this is like a. a like a binary thing right like, it's either this or that but like i feel for the most part i i definitely default more to like hey look if you're busy you've got to do what you got to do like i i will live without like hearing from you maybe throughout the entire day you maybe think I this just is catch, not I a boy thing as day. opposed to a capricorn thing it could be. I'm sure it's some kind of combination you know when it comes to the communication yeah i i just I, I'm not going to like be besides myself if I don't hear Got from it. you on a given day. Cause I know, I know sometimes I have lulls mm-hmm. in my own communication. And for me, that usually is when I'm focused and working on something. And so, so I don't, I don't necessarily take it personally in any way if that happens on my side. Um, and now again, I think. It's one thing if now, all right, let's say it's like a couple of days and I haven't heard from you. All right, now maybe I am a little concerned, like what's going on. But but if if it's still, you know, maybe I we we check in once or twice throughout the day, but you got to do what you got to do and I got to do what I got to do. I'm definitely, I understand, babe. You, you, you do what you got to do. The only, the only, because I think that's a good part that, that KJ added at the end where he says like, where's your balance? My balance for me is that the only time I need your, I truly need your undivided attention is when I am in is like when I see you like like when we're sharing time mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. in person, then yes, I definitely would I definitely expect and want your undivided attention, and I'm going to do the same. I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure I do the same for you, because now we are you know we are together, and now is kind of the time where you know work hard, play okay. hard. We, okay. we we did whatever we had to do, and now is our time to relax and just you know love up on each other, whatever it may be, just chill, whatever okay. whatever it is. How about you? Where do you you said you think it's a guy thing? Why is so, that? Where, where do you, you stand know, on that? I too am a Capricorn, and I and I have you, you are. know a plethora of endeavors that I'm working on, and so I'm definitely you do I do <laughs> you love to see it? I do. I am definitely about that. I understand they make this money because, like you said, I have my own grind that I'm paying attention to, but I think yeah. And if, you know, like definitely in my younger years, it was kind of like, well, if I, you know, I'm working full time, I have all of these different projects that I'm working on. And if I can still make the time to reach out to you and check up on you or make the time for you, like, why can't that be the reverse? Like, why am I not, why am I not getting that same effort? Yeah. And I think... Okay. Like, okay. definitely when I was younger, and I mean, and I'm not trying to say that, like, I'm so profoundly older, like, so much has changed. I'm talking about maybe, like, <laughs> in the last six months. No. Like, a couple years last, ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is, six months. This okay. is definitely a very right. new right. um, 
phenomenon for me or like just a, a, a different level of understanding where okay. I okay. I think so much of my maybe my insecurity in the relationship was based on the level of communication that we had and so like I was concerned or maybe I felt like he wasn't that interested or is he dealing with other people if I wasn't (laughs) in constant communication which I mean at least every day what that mean to you Oh yeah, every day. Yeah, that's fine. I thought you were saying like no, 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 every no, no, hour no. on the hour. Like no. I gotta get and so a like even for me, I feel like that's. Okay. I mean, every day to some people is a lot. Like that's excessive uh, to some people. True. And I mean, and I, I don't. I never want to talk to. I couldn't talk to somebody all day, every single day, because I have yeah. things to do. Yeah. But it is, it is weird to me. Like if yeah. we're, especially if we're in the beginning stages of our relationship, if I don't hear from you for a few days or like, and it doesn't even have to be like a full blown conversation, but just a a check-in kind of thing. So like, but I've dealt with people where weeks at a time, I wouldn't hear from them. And you know, okay, no, like nothing at all. Cause that is, that does sound like a a little bit on the longer side. If it's weeks, like, and you don't hear like, like not even the smallest, you know what I mean? But then like, you know, some people process different things in different ways. Some people, when they are working, like I, for whatever reason, continue to find myself dating men with unconventional careers. So they're not clocking in nine to five kind of thing. Right. Well, that's a part of it too. Right. You definitely have to take into account. Right. Yeah, he's not on a regular, you know, kind right. of wake up at right. seven, right. get ready for work. Right. So, you know, like that whole thing. the level of intent when they're working on a project, the level of intention that they have to put towards that thing to meet whatever deadline is very different than maybe me going to work and playing on my computer for a few hours. And not to say that my job isn't serious, but sometimes. There are plenty of times. No, I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, it's like a different completely, completely. amount of attention um, that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if, if this person is right, doing anything right, creatively. Right. Absolutely. That's right, a very... And exactly. you know that. You're a creative as well. That's a very different energy versus just doing, exactly, you know, your exactly. admin shit. So, work, like, you know for I mean? a long time, it would really bother me that, like, I wasn't... It didn't feel like I was getting the same level of attention that I was willing to give or the same level of investment in the relationship that I was devoting. And I think it wasn't until I found myself in a space where I didn't have the attention to give because I was focusing on Uh, myself Mm -hmm. or I was dealing with, you know, a number of things with my family or my friends or whatever to where it finally was Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, like Mm -hmm. outside of whatever this relationship that I have with somebody, like people are dealing with other factors in their life. And I'm not saying that this was like some sort of a revelation. I didn't know that, but I think it is very different when you find your, like when you're not as communicative as you usually are because of exactly, exactly. So Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of figured, I realized that like, you know, you have to kind of, what we say all the time, give that grace and that space for people the to kind of even space, a right? miss you, deal with their shit and, and come back. Yeah. And this is a thing, especially that I've kind of focused on recently is like, if we're in a good space, like if we weren't beefing, if you, we didn't have a blow up and I know that we're good, then I shouldn't yeah. be tripping if I don't hear from you. 
<laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. What's, right. what's, the, what's right. the issue? What well, we, we were right. we were laughing right. and, and talking right. it up last time we spoke. Like, don't just because maybe you didn't hear from me for a couple hours or maybe mm-hmm. a, a day. You know, whatever that mm-hmm. might look like in your relationship. I and I actually I think I posted something about this in my story the other day. Uh, um, from Young yeah. Pueblo. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. He has really good, uh, like kind of um, okay. motivation and and self help kind of things. But he had one where he was saying, like, you know, especially oh, now yeah. in this time that oh, we're in, yeah, everyone's yeah, dealing yeah. with a lot. Like, we're not, and I like the way he broke it down. He said, "We're not machines. I'm not going to always have a response to your mm-hmm. email." Now, let's say we're talking about work. You might not be getting a response yeah. to that email for a couple of hours, or if it's a text. I might not hit you back right away because right. I have something right. else going on. I don't. I don't know if you remember. This was sometime last year, and I got. Oh man, my, I've never seen my DMs were in shambles <laughs> that day. They, I had posted. I had posted a tweet on my story like last fall about, and then I, I think I I had signed off saying like, if I ever not if, but you know if and when I guess maybe because who knows what the future has in store, like a relationship or a marriage, like. I had said that my work oh, will Lord. always come first before I a relationship. Do you I remember did. when I said that I on my I Instagram did. story? Oh my! <sighs> and I think, I think, I think what I was trying to communicate, Clearly. I didn't do a good yeah. job of communicating it. And I think that's why I got so much backlash from right. people. Like, wait, what are you saying? But, but basically, what I was trying to communicate um, is, I think you were kind of, kind of hinted at it a few minutes ago. Speaking of of, of one of the people you were dating. I I don't show up as the best version of myself in a relationship or in any romantic context if I'm not good with myself creatively and like mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. and like business. That's a man's thing. You know what I mean? If if I yeah if I if I don't if I'm not good in that department, I'm not gonna show up for you in in the best way. Right. In, in the romantic right. department, in the romance department, and the, and 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 you're right. I think maybe that is very much. Uh, a, a thing that that we struggle with as guys, but it's just the reality. It's just the truth, you know. Like I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be giving you a lot more of my attention. I'm going to be a lot more present. I'm going to be loving up on you a whole lot more if I know I'm where I need to sure, be sure, with my shit. Sure. You know what I mean? So, so that's why I'm and 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 also I think the only other thing I'd add to that as well is I, this is why I've always thought it's super important at the start of relationships. And I, again, we're speaking mostly romantic, but I think a lot of oh, these yeah. things also translate oh, yeah. to platonic. They usually, they, they almost always do. In terms of learning people's communication styles, meaning if if you know you got your new boo, you met him out or whatever, I think it helps early on to hit him up and ask him, you know, hey, real quick, I just just so I know, I'm I'm kind of reaching out to you uh, in a way that works for you. What do you prefer? Mm-hmm. Are you more of a text person? Do you prefer phone calls? Maybe, you know, do you prefer FaceTimes? Because yeah. everyone's yeah. different. Kind of the same yeah. way we talked about the love languages. I think people have different communication languages. And so if if he's a if he's a, a FaceTime person and you're blowing up you're blowing him up right. um, via text message. That's that's yeah. that's not yeah, you're not meeting him. And and again, of course, this is anytime you're in a relation with people, there's always compromise. So it's not like a black or white thing. But I think it helps to at least have an understanding of For how sure. this person likes to communicate. That way you're, you know, you're, you're, you're honoring that and same vice versa. You let them know as well. Like, Hey, I'm more of a phone call person. So if you don't mind, you know, I know you're mostly FaceTime. I'm mostly call. Why don't we do a call like once or twice a week and we FaceTime mm-hmm. once or mm-hmm. twice a week? You know what I mean? 
or whatever works for y'all. But I just I think it's I think it's worth having that conversation because that can maybe clear up a lot of things too. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that's a good idea. Like, especially during this time where you have your attention in so many different places, we're trying to manage our own mental space. Like if you're dating somebody, it's probably really good to maybe have something scheduled. So, you know, like, on Wednesdays at eight, this is me, me and you time, you know, so people don't feel. Yeah. Right. We got this hour, right. two hours right. to FaceTime, whatever, watch right. something together on right. Netflix, you know, whatever um, it is. Yeah. But I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely when it comes to the time that we do spend together, I do want that undivided. And I realize in circumstances where I've dated people and maybe they felt pressured because I was like, why am I not hearing from you? Why we don't hang out? Da, da, da. Like, so for them mm-hmm. to like create the time they would like, I would, be we would share space with each other while they were maybe still working on whatever it is that they're doing and it's it's oh, worse because it's like okay too. i'm yeah. here looking at yeah. you on this computer screen, like this is not what i yes. wanted either but like you yes. have to i at least appreciated it because they were putting forth the effort to try to kind of make the time when they didn't have it and i i wish you know in yeah. my in my younger years or just like dealing with my own insecurity that i was okay with allowing them to take care of whatever business that they had and just you know, worked on the shit that I was doing exactly so that when we you. were both yeah. good, we can find the time to be together um, and be and give each other yep. the undivided yep. attention that we needed. Oh yeah, I've I've gone in some trouble for that too in my yeah. day oh, of doing the exact same thing so you just you described. Edit like, pictures all the damn time, or no? Yeah, well, I, no. I, I look, no. I gotta, no. I'm I gotta not, get through these I mean, pictures. So it's you can cute. come through and chill and like you know, first or second but I know, time. But I after know. a while, it's like, nigga, I'm not, <laughs> this is not fun for me. I don't want to do yeah. this. Wait, what happened to, wait, you're, this is a reversal from our, our, our love episode. I thought you just want to, I thought no, you wanted no, to watch no. me that's, type my paper. Different. What if happened I'm to that and energy? you're working, that's completely <laughs> fine. That is absolutely fine. But if I, if I am hanging uh-huh. out with you, under the under the guise of we're spending time together and I get to your house and you're on the computer or you're painting or you're working yeah, on a beat or yeah. whatever. That's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. No, I, but, know, oh, I, know, I know. I have no problem well, being in a space <laughs> with somebody while I'm working on my shit. And they're like, there have been plenty of times where the same guy would come over here. He'd have his computer editing stuff and I'm sewing or working on patterns. Yeah, That's yeah. completely fine. Yeah. But if I haven't seen you in a okay. minute, don't have me come over while you editing shit. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah. Yeah, don't I'm, do that. I've learned. I've learned. Yep. I got, Your feelings I got will be hurt when you don't get this pussy. You're gonna be mad. I'm just saying. Oh, well, that's damn. actually a lot. Tell I'm gonna give you it really to you. Yeah. No, Why you came I'm, all this way? I'm, you're gonna I'm break gonna me off, so I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not gonna be happy <laughs> doing it. Either way, <laughs> yes, exactly. Begr- begrudgingly, you gonna give me some? Okay, Listen, some spiteful pussy. Damn. We appreciate it. Well, speaking of honesty, I, I like this next question too. Um, where KJ says, being the manager at Issa's apartment seems like a crappy job. What's the crappiest job you've ever had uh, and why? So you, it took me a long time to think about this. And this job wasn't crappy, but the circumstances of this job was crappy as fuck. So 
I was about yeah. 15 years old, and I, yeah. Oh, you were yeah, young. Yeah. young oh, she was early with, with the okay. get, get to this money, nigga. Like, the Capricorn shit is real. Okay. That shit is very yeah, I see. I see. You were breaking <laughs> labor laws. Yeah, I was breaking papers by like 14. I was I was fully okay. allowed okay. to to be employed. But mm-hmm. um so this woman, this older woman that I used to take the bus with every morning when I went to school, she had grandchildren. Okay. And they needed a babysitter for the summer. Now these kids were like not yeah, so also not like super okay. crazy. They were like nine and eleven. So yeah. it and I was fifteen. So it really was just like, well, yeah. it's like exactly. your younger brother and, sister kids and make sure they don't yeah. die. That was literally my job. Like we just had yes. a blast. Yes, just don't kill them. So it was, yes. it was perfect. I got paid like one hundred fifty dollars a week to just hang out with these two kids, and they were they were so sweet. I mean, not the. Yeah. That's not too shabby at like, 14 or 15. That's yeah, not bad. that's not bad. Right? <laughs> I'll take that right now. I need an extra 150. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad at all. The crappy, the crappy, <laughs> crappy, crappy, crappy circumstances was Uh-oh. this family had nine cats. Nah, I'm nine, not going to be able to do it, bro. I know. Nine. No. Whoa. And I'm not, I'm not no. scared of cats, but, but neither am I. But I'm good. Everybody is excessive. Yeah, I don't need. Yeah, each life represented. I don't need all no, those. When I, so I'm I didn't. Good. So <laughs> the woman, the the woman that I knew, um, who had kind of like facilitated the interview for me to meet her daughter to babysit her grandchildren, was like, "They have cats. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be a problem?" And I was like, "No." Thinking maybe they have one or two. Nigga, when I went to go meet the mom for the first time, there were cats everywhere. In the kitchen, on the fridge. They had the the I can only imagine the smell. There were litter boxes probably in every corner of that apartment. I never was able to use the bathroom by myself. There was literally, there were cats. Everywhere. Yo, everywhere. Every, so we, like literally we rarely ever nah, stayed in that apartment nasty. because it was t- it was too much. It was it was just too much. Like so that yeah. And that's the thing with cat people. They don't they never they don't even realize how strong I think because they're desensitized. They don't smell. realize how strong and, like, that I odor is. Yeah, and like, it, what? Ugh. What is it's that? Clothes. Like, Girl, don't, yeah. I I just I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying to make this <laughs> money. like that. <laughs> yo, I'm Bro, yo, I'm it was get this horrible. Money. It was so bad. It was so. They were such a lovely yeah. family, and like a lot of them were strays. Like they would take cats in from the neighborhood. Oh, so these little guys raped too. Nah, you know all that kind of stuff. I but hope. I was like, yeah, I, I literally I maybe hope. I think like the first week we stayed in the house maybe two or three times, and I was like, nah, we are never kicking it in here. This is nah, we're taking is, walks to the park. We're, we're, yeah. We're, yeah. <laughs> but that's probably yeah. and, and again, it wasn't a crappy job because of like the family or the kids but no i got you. nigga nobody like should a, ever have to live yeah. with nine cats bro like it's just it's too much it's too no much. Too no much. way too much yeah i yeah yeah my <laughs> similar to you one of my crappiest jobs was also at okay. 15 or around that age this was actually my first job 
Um, so you know, it's a little pride right. would it be my first job, you know, my first time getting a check. I mean, they were like $72 checks because this was like two, I don't know, oh two, oh three, maybe. Minimum wage was still like five twenty-five, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So but anyhow, I was I worked at the oh. library as my first job. So I was out that there Dewey, working at that Dewey that, Decimal. Dewey Decimal? Yeah. yeah, I was out <laughs> putting the putting the books back on the shelves. And it was just it, again, it wasn't hard work. Right, it was right, just mind numbingly sure. boring sure. work. Yeah, and I'm just and the, and the uh, the other part of it too was also like your friends uh, are coming into library too. I or people had to like, be lit. like couldn't y'all like so, no, it it was, but then it was also like, oh, look, you know, like like I'm the nerd <laughs> working at the library too. Was also like an element of it too. It was like, Absolutely, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, so I might I'm I, getting clowned for this too now. Just like just like you, I'm just trying to get a little coins in my pocket. And, they don't know and that this hustle, will let me be right, you know? It's all right. They don't. Oh, but that's they so don't. cute. That they actually don't. that feels like it fits um, <laughs> that you would work in the library. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that was my yeah, that was my first my first job. First mm-hmm. job, first time on the mm-hmm. dough. First time getting a check. So that's what it was for me. Um, I'm trying to think another one that was maybe an honorable <laughs> mention. I worked in <laughs> I worked in oh, catering in okay, college. Okay. I worked at the dining hall, and that, that was just is, grueling. That on your work. feet a like, lot, dealing with gross. Oh folks. yeah, on your yeah. feet, you're balancing trays. You're trying not to drop like <laughs> six people's dinner. Like it was just yeah yeah like you said you're in your feet you're you're in and out you're trying to make sure you know and then you're all part of that yeah. maybe even running some dishes like it was just it was a grind. The only perk of that job because I worked with my with my boy Beads was definitely stealing like boxes of boxes. wine after these events were over. Because no mind you these events are for like like two three hundred people so they got cra- like crates of wine. So me and him would wait till shit was done. And just, just load him by up. The back. He'd pull his car up. <laughs> hey. And that was like that was like 12 oh bottles of wine God. a box. So you get, we get two boxes. We were good. We were good. I'm pretty sure the statute yeah, of limitations oh, is like passed. It's so, you know. And if they want that, I could speak you know. freely. State of Florida, <laughs> y'all can't come after me. You know, I'm oh good. My you know, y'all can't oh, wow. Me up here. But, I mean. But yeah, I but yeah, that was the only perk. I, the only I, perk I as somebody who's worked in events, I definitely understand the. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. you understand that yeah, you, that grind? Yeah, I mean, just working in events, period, in whatever capacity, sure, is a gotta, grind. You know, because I've also been a right, promoter, right, right, right. and you know, it's yeah, a grind yeah, either yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah, you just see, get yeah. it, get it, get it good with the caterers and the bartenders, and they they take care of you at the end of the night. So that that's what's up. They do. Yeah. They will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or I you mean, just take care of yourself. Too, but to. I've like always been to body tests. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, maybe now's not the right time to be promoting lawlessness. You know, the feds oh, are listening, especially now. So let me not get myself in trouble out here. I've been out protesting on these streets. I'm so I don't need them coming you. after me. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that was a good kind of wrap up on um, episode four. So, Moving on, and that's actually the name of episode five, low-key moving on. So we finally get to the block party. We kind of had the build-up, and and now we're here. And Issa is, you know, she's trying her absolute best to make sure that she delivers a good event for everyone involved. You know, whether that's the the people who attended. Also, she's trying to make sure all her vendors are good. 
And Tiff finally gets a break from her baby as well. She's been kind of, you know, we've seen her kind of yeah. overwhelmed, exhausted, as as a lot of new, you know, parents of newborns are. Um, <laughs> Kelly's entertaining her new little boo to put a, a line to the thing that she's putting, and he's buying it for some weird this reason. Did not have all of yeah. it, but you know, yeah. super cute, not at all. And then. And then Molly, good old Molly, she 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 decides to at least well, show you know, up she's, and show she's her, her home best some friend. Love. So it's at least she can do right. right. You would hope right. the absolute least she can do. Um, but you know, obviously at this point they're still kind of working through their shit, and or actually no, they're not working through their shit, which is why right, they're kind of right. in this weird space. Um, Avoiding, in their, in their not addressing, um, yeah. Just, Glazing yeah. over whatever their yeah. feelings are, yeah. And then also, I think this was a nice wrinkle as well with this episode. Is Nathan? No, I, I we had like kind of seen and, them texting or messaging each other here and there. But this is the first time that yep. we've seen him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and obviously the the last time we had seen or heard from him was at the end of season three mm-hmm. when he he basically goes ghost, and we don't know. I mean, we had some guesses right. at maybe what was going on. I, I always thought even in the moment that it was probably like some maybe I, I thought it was either some family shit. There were so mental many like crazy conspiracy theories. On. He got arrested. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, all of it wasn't in was in right, play because right, we didn't hear from him. Right. We didn't Which know what was. Which is what happening. happens when you ghost people. Like literally, I think as somebody who's been victim of this, like the the most insane things go through your mind as to why all of a sudden I do not know or haven't heard from this person anymore. So it made it made sense. Yeah. No, and, and actually that's why uh one of the, the really good questions KJ had for this episode was when you choose to allow a ghost to reemerge in your life, do you require an explanation or is it water under the bridge mm. and you just move forward? What would be an accept- acceptable explanation and what would? <sighs> Am I answering first? So I'll, uh, I'll let you, yeah, you start off and then. Um. So pulling from actual experience. Um, yep. Like the one, the one person that I, that that I've been ghosted by who sometimes pops Mm -hmm. up randomly. Also, he'll, he'll, he'll pop up on you from time to time. Um, Okay. And I think I talked about him. I think I talked about him during our ghosting um, episode. Yeah. This is is one of my old uh, colleagues that I had like a really, really interesting relationship with. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, my this was your, your work first workday. Like, my first real workday. Okay. Um, okay. And so, like, our situation is super, super complicated. Entirely too much to kind of get into right now. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you did a little bit back but, on the first um, episode. Yeah. It's hard because, like, I miss this person so much. And I care for him so much. And so... Um, even though like I'm hurt and I'm angry when I, like when he decides to disappear, when he does reemerge, it's kind of like, you're so excited and happy to finally hear from this person that you don't want to taint this experience by like, you know, 
hit him with the 20 questions of like what the fuck why are you disappearing but like yeah when when because most of the times where he's reemerged it is typically really short-lived that when he's gone again i'm so angry with myself for allowing the engagement yeah that's yeah because it's it's so unhealthy and it's so it's it's true at this point it's like super super maddening because he knows at like he's listened to the episode he knows how oh yeah oh he did oh so he Uh, okay okay so he knows and he he knows knows how hurt i am when he does this and so it's like super frustrating but well then, so he never he he never offers or you no, never so ask for an explanation. So after the ghosting episode, we had a conversation, and he was like, "Oh, so I should have just explained to you why we couldn't talk anymore." And I was like, "Yeah, nigga, that really would have been it. That would have been helpful that I needed, Good, sir. Yeah, um, yeah. And I yeah, think yeah, that would have been think, nice. I think he 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 understands it. He definitely understands where I was coming from and kind of where he fell short. Okay. But because of how complicated things okay. are, I don't know that either one of us knows how to really move forward. Um, I see. And like, I think for me, like, I will need to be the person. Honestly, I feel like in in this particular situation to just sever the ties and not and i don't i i know that i'm not ready to do that um and and it's so it's interesting to me where it's like well then why don't you because you're the one who like has the issue um but i feel like he wants to still have some sort of relative connection to me so the whole thing is just like super fucking it's it's weird it's janky um and so to answer the question no, I don't. I don't require an explanation, um, and it and it isn't water under the bridge because it definitely is. It it is something that is hurtful, and it it tends to come up maybe in my commentary or like I may I may shoot a jab um, to let him know that I feel like he's with the fuckery. Um, but I am a lot of times. I'm just so relieved and excited to hear from him that I kind of allow that to cloud whatever hurt I or like disappointment that I feel about the the state of our friendship. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. Uh and for me on my side, I think it's okay. <laughs> I think it's a little different as as a guy. And and there was a there was a funny tweet I saw a couple a uh, couple months back that was basically it was it was a uh, it was a woman and she was saying you could hit up, a, you could text a nigga out the blue who you haven't talked to in like two years and say, hey, w- what you doing, big head or you know, something like that. And he will he will reply like like the like those two years didn't even happen. Like he will just pick up right where things left off with no issues. And that's really? more or less true. Especially for me. Like, yeah, for me, it's just like, you know, it's it's all right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like especially if it was something maybe where I had just been maybe it was a couple of dates with this person or it wasn't anything like I wasn't super uh, okay, maybe okay, mostly okay. invested. Right. Yeah, because of course that's different. I'm sure it definitely right. feels different if that's the case. But if it was something where it, it maybe hadn't gone to that point and you hit me up out the blue, you you hit me, you know, you you, you reappear. I I it's not gonna be the end of the world. So and so honest. you'll just kind of it. like, will you still be as interested? Are you still gonna try to like? 
Well, that's the thing. But based on the fact that that there was that big lapse in communication, or maybe on her side, she kind of fell off. That lets me know how to move on my side. So I'm also not necessarily giving this a whole lot of my energy attention because that's what I'm getting from you. I'm just matching that energy. So, you know what I mean? If it's the kind of thing where we just hit each other up every once in a while and catch up, or maybe we, we link up once, you know, once in a while, then, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask for that to be something more than what it is or more than what you've told me. Have you you ever had a ghost reappear and just be like, I I don't want to, like, this is not even worth my time. I'm not going to even engage. What? Oh, like yeah. them hitting me up. Well, I I will say the um. I'm trying to think. Mm. No, I guess not. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think I've had that. Except maybe from someone who maybe I felt. Oh, okay. There goes one. I just remembered a, a one instance. There was one young lady who, like, out of the blue one time, kind of just like went off on me about some shit. Like, and I think it was something that I had, I think it was something to do with social media, something probably I'd posted on my Instagram or something like that, that she took issue with, like, in a really weird way. And I was like, (laughs) okay, whatever. Like, I was like, yeah, you're bugging, you're tripping. Like, what? and then that's kind of where the conversation left off was me letting her know, like, hey, look, I get that's how you feel, but I obviously feel differently. Boom, bang. It is, Uh you know, kind of just left it at that. She never applied to the text. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. No, no. Right. Sweat off my back. And then she re, and then she hit me back up again a couple months down the line out the blue. And I'm just like, oh, well, fancy to see you here. I, you know, I thought you, I thought you felt a way about me or you weren't really feeling my vibe or my energy. I wasn't expecting to hear from you, you know. So I said Uh that. I, I said as much to her. But you know, again, I didn't, I didn't okay. really like gripe or hold on or, or like, yeah, on it on much more than that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's Maybe. a little different on our side than it is for y'all, because and I think that leads to that, or it, it circles back to that communication um, conversation we just had a few minutes ago. I think we are okay with like there being maybe lapses in communication, mm. or more okay. Would there be more lapse in communication or communication not being as constant than than I think y'all are? Yeah, I'm not (laughs) saying it's healthy. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just calling a spade a spade is all. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And also at the end of the episode, um, just to kind of go into the next question, I think that is, was this the episode where... um, Issa met up with her mom. Uh, or am I mixing them is up? this the episode? I forget. I forget if that's when she had her little no, moment. This, I might have that, jumped this, to episode. This ends with um, the fight between the two of them. Um, the fight between Molly and Issa. Between, this is when they finally oh, that's right. Right at the end of the night. And, that's um, right. Yeah. So no, the that's I right. think that's that may be the next episode when she has the mama episode. That might be the next one. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. Well then let's get into that one then. The so Loki done. done. Um so oh, so this is <laughs> Oh, Issa. Um, so this is like I like we had mentioned, this is after um Issa for the most part hosts a really successful block party. And like all the yeah, attention that she's yeah. getting online is super, super positive. Unfor- 
in yep. the midst of yep. the argument between Issa and Molly, some shots ring off, so everybody kind of clears up. Yeah, sometimes you niggas know, don't know how to it, act. It was, maybe it was yeah. like a joyous yeah. and exciting shooting. I don't know. <laughs> celebratory <laughs> I just, you just know, that's, that's a fly. thing that people do sometimes wow. anyway all right, all right. right. hopefully right? Yeah. So, so everybody kind of dispersed um, and the event ends um, and so um, Issa's kind of just dealing with you know feeling a little sensitive about the ending of the event um, and then maybe the potential ending of her friendship so she's trying to get get back yeah. um on some good vibes <laughs> and so she she yep, goes yep. <laughs> in an attempt to do good because i think one thing that molly had said about her was like how selfish and like self-centered she is and so yep and i think that, that yeah it was stuck definitely with her. That, for that, her yeah, yeah. Um, so she tries to thing, do some yeah. acts of kindness some random acts of kindness throughout los yes. angeles yes um and then she also yep. um Tries, she tries to, you know, do some other activities to get to know some different people, make some new friends. Kelly, of course, is calling her, trying to urge her to reconcile, but she ain't having it. Um, and so that's kind of where we are yeah. in this that in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, one of um, Issa's random acts of kindness is she sees this older black gentleman running, <laughs> running to the bus. <laughs> yes. Oh um, my god! Yo, which, he was a he unfortunately misses, but fortunately Issa offers to give him a ride to his destination. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. remember where he was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't even remember. I think she either, just dropped, she drops him off at somebody's house, but um. They have mm-hmm. a very interesting ride. <laughs> they do. They do. And she's a lip rubber, so she, she I'm sure on some level she's used to niggas pan you up when you don't want to talk. Um, but one uh, thing pops, but... uh, which he has been uh, titled, uh, shares with Issa yeah. during their ride is, there's always a sign. So the question that KJ prompts is mm-hmm. are you good at spotting red flags and warnings in your connections this could be both uh, romantically and platonically if so mm-hmm. do you heed them or do you end up doing what you want anyway regardless of the potential negative consequences very good question good question good question um I, at least now, where I am in my walk, I am much better at not only spotting or identifying the red flags, but also, you know, moving yeah. accordingly once they come up. I think when I was when I was younger, I was not okay. very good at either. <laughs> um, and maybe if I was, maybe if I was okay at sometimes spotting the red flags, I would kind of rationalize them or maybe make them make it seem like something that mm. it wasn't as serious as it was, you know what I mean? Or like, it wasn't something that I, that I actually okay. really needed to pay attention to. Um, but now I'm much better at doing both at, at kind of noticing when things pop up and, and calling them out. And I think uh, like one example that comes to mind uh, as we're talking mm-hmm. about is like communication. Like, like for me, that's usually one of my big red flags, especially early on with someone is like if if I feel like they you know maybe they they maybe they don't talk to me mm. always with the right tone oh, yes. or maybe oh, yes. maybe they're saying some shit you know maybe they're saying something outside the neck or they're being like 
you know, um, snippy, that kind of thing. I'm oh, right, I'm right. quick to call yes. that out. And I'll let someone know. Yeah, and again, that's yes. romantic or yes. platonic. I'll I'll. I'll <laughs> I mean, as somebody who's been on the receiving end of a lot of these conversations, <laughs> I can definitely confirm that Obi is not with the ships, and he yeah. will let you know ASAP. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be talking at me, talking at me reckless, man. I I just I I think what it is is. And we've talked about this on the mic and off the mic before. I think just as I've as I've come into my own in adulthood, I've I'm enjoying a lot more autonomy than I def than I certainly had as a, as a child, especially in my ability to kind of vocalize things that that bother me or upset me or don't, mm-hmm. or make me feel uncomfortable. So now, kind of like as an in a reaction to that, like I any opportunity I have to speak for myself yeah. about something that yeah. I I'm going to use it now. Maybe maybe I I've kind of course corrected <laughs> too far, and maybe I think I think some of the work I had to do is maybe finding right. a happy medium. But but that's just one example that comes to mind. Like on the communication, like if if I if I'm dating someone and and or even a friendship, like early on in our friendship, I feel like this person is not, you know, kind of talking to me the right way. I'll, I'll, I'll call that out and I'll, and I'll use that as kind of like a, a quick bookmark. Like, all right, well now, you know, like we had this conversation now let's see how things go from here. You know what I mean? Whereas before I feel like I would maybe not, I wouldn't have been as comfortable having that conversation. Maybe I would be more accepting of someone speaking to me in ways that made me feel like not valued or, or that kind of thing. How about you? How about you so, and the, the red signs? You know, the red flags? Red flags, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I do a good job of noticing or spotting. Okay, I so can you, can, you can identify, identify the The red flags, okay. the red banners, the... <laughs> the <laughs> The, the, the jumble, the flares in the sky. I, I can notice <laughs> <laughs> it's the Yo. it's the heating but. them sometimes that I you know I tend to have a little problem with. Still some, yeah, still I think so, like it's yeah, it's it's okay. hard for <laughs> it's hard, and this is like to my to my own detriment, honestly. Hard for me mm-hmm. to um to sever ties if in in situations where i feel like i haven't given either myself or the person i'm engaging with an opportunity to show me who they really are i think that a lot of times we well, know, well but I they know, are and I you're know, just choosing to ignore it <laughs> I know. <laughs> or like <laughs> they are certainly like, showing so you who it's they hard because it's like sometimes you know people can change or they they can yes, or they can want to do better and so like for me it's like mm-hmm. well let's see what that looks like <laughs> let's give them a chance okay no and that's it's, fair it's, and i think I that's think, valid but, and I, I, you know. I also i give people that grace who haven't showed that they want to change there's like there's like there's like a, a hoping nope. in me that something will be different um, so it's you being hopeful right, not that you've necessarily right, seen right. that on and their so side. i think okay. for me now um 
it's I'm coming to a place now where I can recognize, um, definitely recognize the the red flag and are making definitely more of a conscious effort to 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 stay away from people who do not serve me um or are not yeah. or or don't yeah. at least show me that that they are willing right Some like if the, if the effort is not there then it is it's definitely a lot easier for me to walk away and i think a lot of that of course kind okay. of stems from some insecurity or like just wanting to be in relation with people that you may use a lot of. That. No, I don't even think. Yeah, no, and, and I hear what you're saying, but I think no, knowing you, I don't even think it's necessarily coming from a place of insecurity or if that is a part of it. I think it's a much smaller part. I think it's for you. You are, are always willing to see the true. good in people. And I think that you, you always, you always want to give people a chance yes. to prove you wrong. Yes. You know what I mean? That, 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 that the person it's that not, maybe they've shown not, themselves to be yeah, is not, not who solely. they are. Like maybe not, not wholly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I also know that you like to yes. see things yes. through. Like you want, you, you will give people the, the uh, uh, opportunity <laughs> to exhaust their, sometimes I think, sometimes in my opinion, maybe I a little know. more than they deserve. But, but, but again, I think that I don't, I, I know sometimes we've had this conversation off the mic and I know sometimes you, you, you think of that as like a knock on you and somehow, and I've always reminded you in those moments that like, no, I don't think that this is a, a bad thing about you or a bad quality or trait that you have. I think it's just more learning to trust your intuition and maybe sometimes using a little yeah. bit more discretion, but I don't think that it necessarily makes you no. a bad person yeah. for, for kind of yeah. wanting to see you. the good in people. Yeah. yeah. Or a weak uh, person. Because it, it's, you know. it, it is really hard. And I know, like I've definitely been trying to challenge myself to make, you know, definitive decisions on like how much I'm going to invest in a relationship a lot sooner because I, I, because for me, when I walk away, there really is no coming back because I know that I've done everything in my person. I've done everything, everything. in communicating. Yeah. I've done, I've, you know, given all that I could to this relationship. And so when I decide to, to step away or to walk away from you, I can do it with a clean heart because I know that I've tried. But like that also sometimes is very exhausting. It is very painful to kind of go through. Um, and so it's kind of like finding that balance. And, and I, I definitely agree. I used to beat myself up a lot about that because I, I felt like I was um, investing or devoting too much of myself to something that maybe wasn't worth it. But uh, I do, I do always appreciate like how you're able to kind of help me work through those feelings. Yeah. 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 No problem. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. (laughs) I'm here for you. (laughs) Um, And so the next question in um, episode six is um mm-hmm. generally are you a let's handle issues immediately kind of person or do you need and give a lot of time to process and cool off before discussing issues with loved ones yeah yeah is, another good really, one really, especially okay. in, um, with the the topics that are coming up in this in this season no for sure um i i definitely uh, 
I think for myself, I try to give myself some time mm. to process and cool off, especially if things that's are like so getting sure. heated. Because I, I, I say that's because you're so say that again? sure. If, <laughs> sure. If you want to say that, uh-huh. I'll take that. But I think in my heart of hearts, I know for me, really and truly, the reason is I know how I can be oh, when yeah. I go off the handle. Oh, spicy, and it's not pretty. Spicy okay is, is a little scary. Pretty. Yeah. No, and it's scary even for me. And I'm I'm saying that in all seriousness. Like that's why I try in my absolute best yeah. to not get to that level. Cause I know once once I see red, all bets are off. And for me, I'm not a very I'm not a I've I've never I've never been sure, I've never yes. been a violent person physically, but my violence is because it's still very much violence. My violence is exacted mm-hmm. with my tongue. Like I can I can I can say some shit that will get you like right to your core, and now you looking at me different. Yeah, like damn, like I, I didn't even I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah, no, and that's why you always hear this in in when people say about like arguments or fights. Not right. everything can yes. be unsaid. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, Certain yes, things yes. once that's out there, no matter how much backtracking and apologizing you do, just the fact that you cross that sure. line, you can't sure. come back. You know what I mean? So that's why just knowing, knowing, having a full knowledge of myself, I try to make sure I absolutely don't get anywhere near that point. And I, and I, and I, and I usually do a good job of communicating that as well. Like, hey, like, yo, I know, I know we're trying to like figure this shit out right now, yeah. but I just need a minute because I know I'm getting, I'm like, because you feel it, especially for me, I'll feel myself getting hot. Like, <laughs> like I just know that the it's us not continuing gonna is not going to be yeah. constructive yeah. or productive. Like, let's just, do a quick timeout and let's one let's head you know let's both let cooler heads prevail before we kind of come back at this but at the same time i know that there also have been moments where i'm very much the first like now nah, we need to talk right. about this shit right now like especially especially in instances where i feel like i've been wronged it's like nah what the fuck are you talking about like you did me dirty what do you mean right. you need time right. to think about it right. like, no we're going to talk about this right the fuck now like you you didn't you don't give me time to process when you did whatever you did or you said whatever you said Mm -hmm. so let's get Mm -hmm. to it let's talk about it you know but at the same time i think i've I've come to realization that that i can't do that because just in the same way that i'm asking folks for time to process and think i i i people also deserve that as well and i know especially for me because i'm very much like a linear thinker like i need to go from a to b to c to d like I need time to mm-hmm. think that through and know how and know how I even want to approach the conversation itself versus like just jumping into it and right, figuring out right, as I go. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not very good at that. Um how about you? Where do you fall on, on So that? younger me was definitely about like, <laughs> get it. So I, uh, we, nah, nah. we gotta talk about this right now. I don't wanna waste no time. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. Um, and so I definitely was that girl and it was, it was, you know, like if I'm ready to talk about it, then we all ready to talk about it. I don't give a fuck what you got going on. Yes. Yes. If I'm ready, we're ready. I, I, I know that energy. Um, and and I think dealing with a number of situations that I don't think that I would ever have pictured myself having to kind of handle has let me know that that, that time that people need 
especially when when things can get really passionate or people like yep. the emotion yep. levels are really high or the topic um is very mm-hmm. it's very personal and very maybe things have been said already like you said sometimes you can't take that stuff back so things have already been said that are really hurtful yeah. like taking that break giving people that beat is so necessary um and i think no, it is. for it me in kind of being and I, I don't want to say that I was the aggressor, but I've been aggressive in some of the the conversations, confrontations I've had in the past. Like, I don't think that I I was thriving off of that energy as opposed to trying to resolve a situation. Um, and in my in in my growth, as Kelly would say. <laughs> As um, Kelly I just say, right? I don't Rope. have I like I'm not gonna do that with you I'm not gonna go back and forth with you and not and not in a I don't respect uh-huh. your feelings I don't care to have the conversation if we're going to sit down to really fix something I'm always going to be ready and willing to participate in those types of conversations but if you're trying to just you know do the rah-rah nah you can have yeah, all of that. Yeah. All of that. You can have, I just yeah, do not. Yeah. Like, I've had some really, you know, uh, really unfortunate circumstances happen with people that I have loved my entire life. And um, mm-hmm. I, like, had, like like down out fights and I just don't I I don't want to ever be in that place again. I don't ever want somebody to to be that angry with me again. Uh yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. We've been no, there and like, it's never truly, pretty. You know, yeah. and and I and I'm happy that we're both at a place now where we're like, I don't want to ever talk to you in that way anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't ever in want you way. to talk like mm-hmm. we're not doing that. There are better ways for us to kind of uh much right, better way. Right, more better right, than that. Right. Right. And well, so you know I mean? I've I definitely feel like I've come to a place where like I'm just not about I'm not about that anymore. Um and I'm yeah. it's it's it just so much energy. <laughs> it's exhausting <laughs> it's, being in that space. I, yeah, yeah. Being so I would rather and, and, and that's the thing too. Balance. It's like I would rather right now just say that you're right. You it's yours, you can have it. Like and I think right. And we can circle exactly. double and back so or something. Much, so much yeah. of yeah. what I realized, so much of where I was coming from in the past was like, you are, you need to know what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. I need to yep. be right. Same here. You're going to know that here. I'm right. That it, like all of that. And it's just like, for Same what? Here. Like for what? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And you know, a, a pro tip that, that um, Antoinette told me one time and it, it stuck with me. Is just like if you ever, and, and I guess maybe especially so, like with romantic kind of like if you find yourself in in an argument or a fight, like it's much harder to do that with someone if you're physically touching them. So I remember we we had talked about that, um, and she told me like, yeah, if you if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're about to have like a mm-hmm. a difficult conversation, start that with some type of physical connection. Because that's disarming okay, so for like both of you, for you, or like the a person, maybe, yeah, or, or just, a, just, yeah, or just uh-huh. even a hand on their yeah. hand, you know. And again, that even yeah. extends to platonic as well, because it's disarming for you and the other person. It's hard to be as so like emotionally charged 
when someone is making contact with you, like physical contact with you. Now, of course, sometimes maybe either one of yours are too heated right, where right, that's right. not even an option. But maybe, maybe in anticipation of that or well before that, um, that 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 can that can really be helpful and kind of like the the okay. energy a little bit. So yeah, I'm gonna take that one. Tip, courtesy of our <laughs> around the way curls. <laughs> Um, yeah, that one always stuck with me once she once she broke it down like that. So um, and speaking of diffusing <laughs> scenarios, I see what you did there. Uh, I like it. I like you that. See what I did there. My segue game it just you gets better. Me, you know, I've, I've learned it. I've learned it. I've learned it. Actually, you, y'all gonna hear me on Hot ninety seven? Follow the five on these days. Don't be surprised. Oh Lord! Don't be surprised. <laughs> But uh, going into episode seven, mm-hmm. that's low-key tripping. And this episode, we see Molly and Andrew yeah. go on their little vacation. I was jealous as fuck because we all sitting here on our couches in the middle <laughs> of this damn pandemic. Go nowhere. And y'all uh-huh. here fucking on balconies. Yeah. Right? It, was just, it, was, it felt very violent, that scene. It's like, why are you doing this to me right now? Like, you know this isn't an option for me for like the next six months. Oh why are you doing me like this, Issa? <laughs> but anyhow, um, also on the trip is Andrew's brother Victor and uh, and Andrew's yeah, sister-in-law Lydia. That Lydia. And oh, I thought she was fun. I I love that she was she was she was kind of showing weird. Molly all the it was, love. It was a little. Um, it was a lot. You thought it was, it was weird. Not that okay. Much, but, okay. You know. Go ahead. Okay. But but everything was good, you know, and and of course Victor yes. felt like a lot too, you know. He just wanted to, he was a try, he and I, you know, I'm sure you've traveled with people like this who they just want to <laughs> do it's like, nigga, everything. I came here to just be on the beach, like what are you right? And I relaxed a little bit, but nah, he's talking about waking up at seven with when this at seven fifteen, you know, oh, like he had itinerary. it all ready to go. Uh, yeah, the whole thing planned. And everything was everything was more or less going fine until mm. the scene at the pool, and and that's when Molly walks up to to get some towels, and the attendant refuses to give her one or doesn't want to give her one without Molly showing her ID to show that she's I actually just you know like a guest. These, these are not your towels. It's a fucking towel. It's, it's really, it's, yeah, it's really and truly. It, it was never that deep, but you decided to take it there. And you know, and 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 it's easy. I can see why Molly pulled out the race car because the two people Hello. who were right there before her was this white couple or, or white passing couple, and she was <laughs> hee hawing with them and yeah, and chatting them up and all smiles and bubbly. But then as soon as Molly walks up, I need to see you. It's like, come on, like, are we? Oh, do we really need to do this? Like, like this is so unnecessary. But anyhow. To make matters even worse, after that exchange, Molly tries to explain to them back at the pool because she comes back a little flustered and they're asking her what's going on. And and Victor comes out. Yeah, he tries to help diffuse the situation. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. because he pulls out his room card and like, he's like, hey, don't worry about it. I have my room card. Or she's here. We're good. Boom, boom, bang. But when it gets back to the pool, that's when... Victor goes into his good old <laughs> devil's advocate. And I feel like anytime you hear this from like a, a non-black look. person, they're about yeah. to say some borderline racist <laughs> shit, if not just outright racist shit. Because like, nah, it's not devil's advocate. Right. This is what you actually right. think and feel. Like, why are you trying to use the cover of <laughs> Lucifer? Like, nah. 
overcoming him. He had nothing to do with this. Like this was <laughs> you in your heart. Like it was right. you know what I mean? But anyhow, um that's kind of just kind of laying the the table for for right. what this episode was about. And one wrinkle or one kind of like thread in all of kind of uh because that was basically the the crux of the episode was molly's sometimes seemingly her seemingly inability to to let go of things she holds on to things you know small slights or or miscommunications and it's really hard for her to let that go and we've seen that with her father you know and and kind of her having a hard time forgiving him and moving on from that certainly with Issa. And she always kind of gives Issa, she always describes mm-hmm. Issa as being messy mm-hmm. in her relationships. You know, I, she clearly has not walked <laughs> past the mirror in any Right, are we talking about you? Are you projecting? Yeah, exactly. But the one thing she always, that she's kind of like, has been giving Issa a side eye up to this point in the season is she kind of feels like Issa's entertaining mm-hmm. Lawrence and kind of like opening the door for them to get back together. Um, and e- even at this point, it's it's she's jumping. She's been real nothing froggy because nothing's this even happened. Not, you, again, are you projecting? Why are you yeah. still, What's going on here? Yeah. 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 Right. They're just being right. civil, being polite, being courteous. That's it. That's all they're doing. And she's reading into that as them, like they're going around and fucking in the back. It's like, no, nothing, like, not, not yet. Not, not yet. Not Not yet. Uh-huh. You, you know, you dumped the gun. But but the question that that he that KJ asked, and I thought this was a good one as well. Mm-hmm. They've all been really good. And then shout out to KJ. Um, was when you find out your friends have gone back to their exes, are you supportive? AKA whatever makes them happy. Do you stay completely out of it or are you disappointed or maybe angry and you vocalize that with them? Where in, and when you've been in that situation with your, with your girlfriends or your guy friends, how, how are you in hmm. those instances? Um, so for me, it, it probably really depends on the type of relationship that they had and like why is this person an ex um okay okay yes because context definitely there have been there have been situations where i have friends who have dated guys um and then for whatever reason they decided to take a break or they just wanted to date other people um but then they you know they find themselves back together and i'm elated because i've always loved them together and so i'm fully in support of this reunion um there have been other friends of mine who have dated men who haven't been the greatest um and there it's not that like i'm angry or disappointed but i'm concerned and i want to make sure that my friend is taken care of and they're not doubling back to somebody who's not going to treat them well um and so i will definitely make those thoughts and feelings known um and in all in all um in all of the inc- incidences i definitely would try to be as supportive if asked um just because i know as somebody who's double backed quite a few times with some exes um <laughs> i know how hard it is i couldn't there's no high horse for me right? to stand on um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i 
I definitely can understand how hard it is sometimes to say goodbye to somebody, but I think understanding why you're doubling back, is this going to be different? Or if you know that it's not going to be, he's still going to be him. And, you know, if we're using an instance where I'm talking to one of my girlfriends who's straight, um, that that if you if you're acknowledging that you know I'm just doing this because I'm trying to get my pussy wet real quick or you know he hit me at the right time or he gave me that that real good I'm a changed man like are you are you cognizant of what it may mean to to get back into this relationship and these are conversations that I literally have with myself so um that's that's kind of where I am with it so I think I mean I'm definitely super supportive and I want my friends to be as happy as possible but if i am concerned about a a particular ex and the potential for them to get back together i will definitely express that as well um but what about you i (laughs) oh man there's a specific friend okay this question and i'm sure i'm sure all of us in some capacity have had that one friend who just keeps going back to whether it's the ancient nigga or whether it's the chick who's just not good for your homeboy and we all know I'm it friend. but he keeps I you know what I mean you, that's me I am <laughs> I am friend okay I am friend I am friend um, <laughs> um it, it 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 gets tough because at some point um of course, you're still trying to kind of hold space for them and allow them to kind of talk through and maybe vent and get off, you know, whatever kind of they're going through. But when they do make the decision to get back with their ex, I think I've now gotten the habit of kind of just biting Mm. my tongue. Because it's one of those things where, like, it's like the the one friend I'm I'm, I'm thinking of now, like, we've beat this horse (laughs) dead. Like this, that horse, that horse is—it's already started decomposing. Like it's—it's oh, it's no. dead. Like you already know, you already know everything right, I'm about to right. tell you about old. We've we've talked this through for literally uh, hours on several occasions, and and clearly, clearly, at least from my side. Anything that I've said to you in in these hour long conversations we've had right. is not resonating with you because you always end up just doing what either what you want to do or what we both have discussed right. is not the right thing to do. So it's, it's kind of like, all right, well, at this point now, I just need to be respectful of my own energy and time. And it's kind of like, like, hey, if you if you're gonna do what you're gonna do, right? God bless your heart, but. I just don't know how much more space I can hold for you to like keep yeah. talking about it. You know what I mean? That also, t- I think that sometimes we forget that in our relationships and our friendships right. I'm speaking of, of now is that sometimes we kind of just unload whatever our burdens or our, whatever we're dealing with on our friends without checking in on their part. Like, so Hey, are you in a space yeah, to yeah, kind yeah, of take yeah. on yeah, whatever yeah. I have? So I think now, uh, what I've, I've, I think I've, I'm finally at the point with the, the friend I'm thinking about now, where I'm, I'm just gonna have to let her know, like, hey, I love you to death. We're, you're, we're great friends, and I, and I still want to kind of be here for you. But I actually probably prefer if we just didn't talk about hmm. your, your okay. ex boyfriend or your man. Let's just, let's just agree to, like, we can check in about everything else, and I want to make sure you're good in every other department. 
But I just I prefer if we just didn't talk about him because our conversations always end up being circular. Like you you know where I stand. It's abundantly clear where I stand and what I think of the, him and like what I think of you guys as a couple. Right. Just leave me right. out of it. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. how would you feel? Like, let's say it was, let's say mm-hmm. you were mm-hmm. on the receiving end of that. Like, how would you, how you would know, you take that? So, <laughs> because I'm French. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done this that, with that you. So I'm just curious, like, how would you feel? I said, that makes me very What's happy. That? Because I, I do know that there have been yeah. a couple of guys that I've had conversations with you about. Sometimes at nauseum, and I and I'm and I'm, I'm very yeah. I'm I'm very sure that like there are friends of mine. One, my best friend, and she's been on the show, so I know Cheris is probably listening to this cackling because yes, she, yes. she she knows she, she all knows the bodies and the feelings that I have about all of the bodies. Um, <laughs> and so like there are, and even I think you know, speaking for your friend, we are aware that like. I'm this person is is always a topic. Like this is I I well okay fine then I'll just speak for myself. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. <laughs> uh, then why we why then why is that I mean, all we I talk about whenever I see or why is that like or why is that like 75% of our conversation? Person, you know what I mean? Whether whether I whether like, you like it or not, they are they're they're somebody who is occupying a lot of space in my mind. And and know. you know, I they the the people that I go to, like you, Cheris, Marquia, my friend Lindsay, like the people that I go to to talk in confidence to about the certain men that I may want to like, you know, double back with, I go to you because it's like a judgment free zone. I know that I can be as candid and as open and as vulnerable with you as possible. And a lot of times I think, you know, sometimes you just need to think out loud some of your decisions. Um, and, and you want to do that with people that you trust and who, you know, truly care about you and like want the best for you. And so they're going to, they're going to give you that real raw bitch. Right. Um, and so I, I know, and there have been times where I've talked about certain, certain men in my life where I'm like, oh, so don't hate me, but (laughs) he's back (laughs) or, or I, I miss X or, you know, like whatever. So, um, for me, because I've been that person so many times, I don't think that I would ever be like, I don't want to hear about him no more. Don't talk to me about this nigga no more. But there have been a couple of people who I have felt and me and my friend have decided he is, this is, this person is hazardous. Not just like he ain't shit, not just like he trash, not just like, you know, you deserve better, but like this person is dangerous to your life. Yes. Like those in in those circumstances, I'm like, since we cannot cross this line again, like, no. Yes. Yeah. Hard line. Like, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. So in those circumstances, I can definitely understand. Okay. Well, I've said my piece. If you want to keep playing with fire, Go ahead. Yeah, that's you on you. That's you. And when you get burned, I don't oh, know no. if I'm necessarily I w- I here to talk about that. it with you. I, I don't that. know. Well, all right. I'll say this because I think I think that maybe that's more of a. a, a I think gender uh-huh. might be coming into play a little bit because obviously for us as men, we are 
our the way our brains are wired, we're old, we're okay, in fix okay, it mode okay, okay. at all times. For me, if you're if you're, pre- if yes. you're presenting me yes, with an issue means, or a problem, what I'm going to offer you are solutions right, and fix right. to your problem. But I think this is something that I had to learn early on in my dating game, like like my early twenties, where I, like I it the light bulb went off, where I was like, all right, well, sometimes when you're dealing with women. They don't necessarily no, want you to offer. No, I just need your ear. Just a, listen to me. Yeah, yeah, they just want you to listen. So I think once that clicked for me, I was like, "All right, then, then I just <laughs> need to bite this bullet and just just right. give the occasional mm-hmm right. and like, damn, that's crazy, and just and just be there and just nod my right. head when appropriate, right? And that's it. And just and bite my tongue as hard because sure. that's hard for me. In those but yeah, no, nigga, this is not a this is not tongue. a problem for you to solve. Just listen, just be here and listen. Okay, yeah. all right, right. that right. I can do. <laughs> that I can do. I can sit on my hands uh-huh. and bite my lips and yep. not say anything. I'm gonna still that's be looking fine. at you crazy, maybe. Well, that's fine. That's it. That may register to it. me in some way, but that yeah. So you can look at me as crazy as you want to. That's not a problem. <laughs> All right, now. So, episode eight. Home stretch. Low key happy. Um, so, such, uh, such, I've, I've probably watched this episode maybe six times. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I need to rewatch it as well. <laughs> um, so, after Molly and Andrew are returning from Mexico, they bump into Lawrence at the airport. Um, and we already know that Lawrence and Issa have at least been messaging each other after he responded to her IG story. So, um, Lawrence, I think is leaving the airport and he calls Issa, um, to set up a time for them to meet up for drinks or dinner. And so tonight is the night. Um, so Issa and Lawrence are catching up to discuss, you know, their lives, careers, they have a super, super vulnerable and mature conversation about their past. Much and needed. Yes. Too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their mistakes. And then a really beautiful conversation about what makes them happy, um, mm. which I don't think enough people talk about, but that is a conversation for maybe another day. Um, so KJ has really, 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 really good questions about episode eight. Uh, but one oh, yeah, of the he ones was on that, a, he was in his bag for this episode. Bag for, well, I think <laughs> most of us were in our bag, and so maybe he was inspired yeah. from the episode. But one yeah. uh, question that I thought uh, that we thought was really, really um, interesting is: Do you need closure conversations, or are you cool with letting stuff go unresolved, unaddressed, and moving on without a question? Um, so Ooh. I'm gonna give you a floor. Like, yeah, how do you do you need to have the closure conversation or are you cool just like checking the deuces in, hitting oh, the road? Man, I I yeah, this is a fun <laughs> one. <laughs> man. Cause that's a, <laughs> as you're as you were kind of laying that out on this question, it's making me remember of watching this episode for the first time. Yeah. And just and when I say trigger, I don't just mean trigger like in the in like the bad sense, like it was like were bad emotions or bad right, thoughts, right, or, right, like, right. you know. But this whole episode was super triggering for me because it just 
I've I've been on both sides of the conversation that mm-hmm. that Ethan Lawrence had all over that dinner table, and mm-hmm. having seen that conversation from both perspectives, it like really resonated with me. That episode, oh, I think yeah. this was this was one of their best episodes ever, in my opinion, definitely for the season, but probably in the in the ever. whole show altogether. Ever, it's, it's up there. It's and up again, there. Kelly, Natasha, my sister. She wrote this episode. She wrote and directed this episode. Also in her bag. <sighs> yeah. Also in her bag. The feels. Um, but when it comes to the closure, the closure topic, I feel like a lot of times um, we want closure, but a lot of times we don't always need it, is Ooh. how I would say it. Ooh. So. A lot of times I think we 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 definitely all collectively, and this is men or women, we all want it. And I think we even sometimes think we need it. But speaking now from personal experience, in the times and instances when I haven't gotten the closure, yes, it was hard. Yes, it was difficult. But I still made it through to the other side. For sure. Now... But the, that's the thing, though. I think a lot of times when we when we feel like we need the closure, because um, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had some of those conversations, and they have been, you know, I don't know the word restorative, or they have they have felt good. I think for for me, I think more often than not, it just helps to know if things did go wrong, where they went wrong, and why they went wrong. Um. So is that is that is that what closure is like when when you're looking for closure? What are you looking for? For you, I'm just curious. Just like before I keep answering, like just so I know we're working on the same at least definition of closure. Like, what does closure mean to you? What does it? I mean, look I like think it means like? different things for different situations. Like, I don't. There are plenty of relationships that or engagements that I've had with people where there was never any resolution or quote unquote closure. There was no understanding as to like why we're, why, why a we're deciding to, to, you know, walk away or what, what is the reasoning behind it? Um, And to me, I think I, I hear, yes, of course, no one, we don't need it because lives will go on and we will wake up the next day and move forward. Sure. But I am somebody that I think closure to me feels like the only way to respectfully move forward. And again, that, that may seem a little dramatic if you're like just hanging out with somebody or you're, you're in the early stages of talking to somebody and you realize that like, Oh, this is not really what I want. Um, Maybe yeah, we don't have to have a whole kumbaya moment. Yeah, that's like, different. Why we're not yeah, dealing with each other, but if I'm like, if you are somebody that I care about, or I cared about, or maybe want to still care about, and you like to me, closure—the opposite of closure—is ghosting. Yes, that's true. So, and my stance on ghosting is that shit is hella fucking disrespectful, especially if you spent a significant amount of time with this person. Like if I've known you for a few years, you've, we've been not even intimate in the sexual sense, but like I've been incredibly vulnerable with you and we've been intimate emotionally and mentally and whether or not we want to be friends anymore like removing it from even the romantic to just walk away feels wrong 
So like, I am somebody who definitely wants to have those closure conversations. And a lot of times, the reason why I may restart something with somebody is because we're having the closure conversation and we realize we really don't want to say goodbye. Like that's happened to me before too. That happens. That happens. It does. I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, it it doesn't always. It isn't sometimes, but sometimes I think like, and this kind of goes back to even the conversation we were having earlier about taking that break to have or like having the immediate conversation or do you, you know, need a minute before you can address things. I think sometimes it's very easy to kind of just throw your hands up in there and be like, fuck it. I don't want to deal with you anymore. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to talk to you, whatever, as opposed to taking a beat, assessing what is actually going on in this relationship and having a conversation. And if that means that I cannot do this anymore, I care about you. I wish that we could maintain, but this is not a healthy relationship for me. And so we go our separate ways or it's like, Hey, this is super frustrating for me. I, if we like, just like how you and I have had conversations addressing maybe the way that I talk to you or any issues that we've had in the past, I cannot move forward if this continues. Then the onus is on the person receiving that, whether or not they're willing to change. And then we can see where this can go. And so a lot of times the closure conversation is just a way for us to kind of put a bow on this and people can decide in, in an informed way, how to move forward in their lives. And sometimes things are yeah. worth, you know, doubling back to, and sometimes they're not. And so I think, especially when you get older, and again, this all, de- this all depends on the amount of time that you've spent with this person. I think it's really necessary. I, I No, I agree with the majority of everything that you said, but I, I also think of using my own personal experience, you know, uh, you, you asked about the, the twin flame earlier. Um, and this is the one who I talked about, I think it was probably on the ghosting episode where, you know, I kind of like fallen head over heels. I was really feeling her the whole nine. And she basically ghosted me. Like mm-hmm. we, we had a conversation and that was it. Never, mm-hmm. never heard from her ever again. Like not even the smallest bit of communication. <laughs> nothing, nothing. That's so, so now rude. when I think, yeah, when I think of that now, I don't know. I, like I don't know how useful it would be at this point to have to a have conversation, conversation. Okay. about why she did that two, three years later. I think if anything, that be that might be if anything more disruptive to my life at this point. Really? At this point. Yeah, just like what what difference does it make now? You know it, what? It literally, it literally does. It makes no difference to me now. Three years later, why you decided to after we were talking for months and you know seeing each other every day to just fucking disappear? You giving me an explanation now, while it certainly might offer me some context, is it doing anything for me emotionally? No, I already I already did all of that. In, you don't in, know. in my own. You don't know because you haven't had the conversation, and I only no, say I do that. Know. I I know because I know I'm healed of that because I don't I don't have any like when I think of her or if I hear her name or if I see a picture of her I don't feel anything like I'm meaning I'm I'm over it like I don't have there's nothing more I would get from having a sit down with her like oh this is what happened this is why I didn't message you I'm sorry that this happened sure. it'd be great to hear and if anything I think it'd be more something she would want to do for whatever guilt or whatever emotion she might have on her side. 
But in terms yeah, we're of how assuming it, that she feels guilty. Yeah, assuming exactly. Who knows? But, but <laughs> I don't. But, I mean, I hear you, and I that's great. I just don't I know what it would be doing for me. As I well. only say that to you because, again, and I think I've addressed this that there have been a lot of skeletons who have popped up since Rona, mm-hmm. and this guy that I dated in like 2011. Um, oh, so he dug deep in his Rolodex. Nine years ago. You know what? This is this is all house party's fault and sink into my contacts. Anyway. So this is another person we we were probably dating for like a year, maybe less than that. And um I don't even remember how we stopped talking to each other but I think that I like this was another person where I saw hella red flags and I was trying to make something into some shit that it wasn't and I think I just realized one day like I don't like I actually don't like this person I don't want to be here Um, and I was willing to have the conversation but he was super fucking immature and so we just never did and I was good move on with my life do my things Um, and we have we've talked in subsequent years, I probably, and before Rona, I probably haven't spoken to him for like maybe four years. Like, this is not somebody that I even think about. Really. Yeah, I'm sure he's not even on your mind. Yeah. Right. But, um, so he messaged me on House Party and we had a call. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just doing my thing, talking my shit, feeling great. And he was like, he said, mentioned something about my energy being different and how much I've grown and da 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 da. Yeah, nine years ago, my nigga. I'm but, not the same person I was <laughs> Sometimes you just never know, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> so I say all that to say, like, I, we did eventually have a conversation about our relationship and the fact that it wasn't something that I deemed worth my time because of the way in which he decided to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And he was able to share reasons as to why that was and how he even wished he could have done things differently and not to say that i'm interested in rekindling anything from him which he definitely was trying to bag shawty i'm just putting it out there uh, yeah he was when he when he dug that deep in his role <laughs> of course he was they went back but, nine years but you know and i mean is it is this any life affirming? Did he share any life affirming information from me? Do I feel suddenly That's what I was about renewed? To ask you. Yeah, no, was, how, how but beneficial was, was that conversation? But it was nice to hear. Okay, him take accountability. Like a lot of times, I'd be feeling like, and this is I'm not speaking for any other person besides myself. That I'd be in these relationships with niggas, and I literally I'd be feeling fucking crazy and sometimes niggas are gaslighting the shit out of you making you feel like you're you're too invested or you're over exaggerating or it's not that serious or woo 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 and like and it's like yo am i bugging like what the fuck and especially if they decide to disappear on your ass like that as and this is why i have the strong feelings that i have about ghosting because that like it really if you are if this is something that you really care about and i don't mean to go on such a long tangent but like no you're okay you're okay if this is something that you really care about or being in this relationship with somebody and then like you just don't hear from them anymore like it is something that can really 
sometimes oh, even physically absolutely. impact you. Yes. And I've, I've been there. I know. And so Believe me. having finally having the conversation with whomever that was, and this has happened also in my friendships where okay. somebody that, and it's even crazier when it's your friends, because it's like the stakes in this are so low. Like, what why are you why are you running away from me um so for somebody to come back to you and be like yo my bad it was this 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 and this i was in this space i couldn't do this it kind of just lets you know that you weren't tripping like the things that you were feeling Got are it. valid that it's a sanity you, check. it is absolutely and it, it's uh, it's kind of affirming to you that like there's not something because sometimes depending on relationships or feelings that you have about relationships like i think after i started i dated him i didn't date anybody for maybe two or three years just because like i felt like maybe there was something that was wrong with me, Got you know it. what I'm saying? Or that there were things that I needed to work on. And not that that's a bad thing to do, but like it, it kind of stunted me in a way because this was like one of the first real relationships. I don't even came to call it a relationship, but one of the first times that I was like really allowing myself to engage with another person and then for it to end up this way, it just kind of like debilitated me and, that feels exactly well, like super dramatic. I'll say but, this. Yeah. I'll say this. I think I think the one thing though about the whole like closure conversations with like exes, I think a lot of times of what it does is it puts a lot of it puts a lot of I don't want to say undue weight, but it puts a lot of weight on where you are in your emotional well being outside of you meaning you're you're relying or banking on whatever conversation that you have with this person to offer you some type of release or some type of emotional kind of vindication like you were kind of mm. saying your point of validation and i get that i absolutely get that ah. but, and, no no hear me out hear me out just but i feel like anytime you're allowing where your emotional state is again i'm talking more like what we should all be aspiring to. I'm not saying that this is where I am by any means. I'm not trying to, I'm not a therapist. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like we should, we should all collectively, myself included, I think be, be aiming towards getting to places in ourselves where, of course, we're always going to be in, in commune with other people and in relation with other people, but being able to do that in such a way that if we get information from someone or if they say something, it's not moving us that far off our center. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, and that's why I feel what like, I said. No, no, hear me out. That's why I'm saying, though, I feel like a lot of times, though, with the, the whole closure thing, we're expecting or thinking, I should say, that the only, the only way we're going to get this release or come back to our center is by having this conversation. And I'm just trying to say that that's not always the case. I, you, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, that's, well, I hope that's not no, what No, I'm not saying that's what you were saying. Okay, okay, per okay. Se. No, no, I'm just, I just wanted to make that point is all. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, I think you can just as well when it comes to that. I think sometimes when it comes to closure, obviously a lot, sometimes you're forced or left with no choice but to find that yeah, closure for yourself. Exactly, exactly. And in those in those instances, I think another way that that you can go about that without necessarily having a sit down over dinner or going out mm-hmm. for drinks, mm-hmm. you can also do that even when maybe it is someone who's ghosted you. You know, I'm kind of I'm speaking to myself now. I'm speaking to my you know younger self from a couple of years ago. Maybe maybe you finding closure for yourself 
is you communicating to that person, hey, when you did X, Y, and Z, or when you when you made the decision to just fall off the face of earth that ghost mm-hmm. me, that really hurt me and that made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And then you you kind of whether it's a letter or an email or a, 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 a voicemail, whatever shape or form that takes for you, you release whatever that is that's on your chest or whatever yeah. you're thinking and feeling. And and being able to do that where you're okay. If you didn't get a response back from the other sure, side, sure, you sure. still know no, that agree. you've communicated yeah. where you're at. But I mean, yeah. I, yeah. It, just, I mean, I it think... just doesn't always require rekindling and, uh, no, no, you know, no. intimate no, no, no. dinner. No. It doesn't have to look no. like Lawrence and Issa is what I'm no. saying all the yes. time. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I've... I've Do you see what I'm saying? I've written people letters and sent them or cards. <laughs> I've yeah. done that. Yeah. Um, I don't... The voicemail feels like... You know, you can. Oh, nah. that's gonna be a long ass voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. But like, I mean, and even to kind of bring it back to my current situation, like I didn't think that I needed to get that shit off. Like I too felt like, nigga, that was nine years ago. I'm not thinking yeah, about you. Been plenty of people, whatever. Yeah. But when he was like trying to hit me with the sauce, and I was like, eh, I'm not <laughs> doubling back for you to do whoopty 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 whoopty. Yeah. He was like, oh shit, yeah, my bad. Oh, you're right. I could have done uh, X. And and I don't think that I needed that, quote unquote, because if I never heard from him again, I would be fine. But it was nice. Like, I'm not going to sit up here. No, I hear you. I hear was. you. No, for sure. I get that. And, I, and I, I'm sure if, if I were to hear from people where I feel like there wasn't closure or like the, the one example, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure it would feel nice to kind of know or or get that kind of validation or, or that you were talking about. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, I just mm-hmm. hope that we can, I, I hope we don't find ourselves in those positions anyway, where we have yeah, people who are not communicating and kind of, you know, ghosting or falling off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that people are still doing what they can to find closure for themselves too, right. whatever that looks like right. for you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But you know what, Sal? We we spent a good little <laughs> time on that combo. Uh, Who knows? Maybe that ends up being a standalone episode maybe. or something. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's feelings we, there. We hit on something there. So that might be something we 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 pick up at some mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, another question that, that came out from season. Yeah. Uh, if I say that one more damn time, episode season four, <laughs> episode eight. Uh-huh. Because we also learned that our our good brother Lawrence uh, was fielding some interviews up mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah, and so. the show is based out of LA, so that's a couple hours north. Um, and so KJ asked a really good question: um, Would you relocate for love, and if so, under what conditions? If not, why? And could you do long distance? So there's a few parts there. So yes. first, yes. would you do it? Just let's, you know, would you? So let's start there. We'll break it out. Would you relocate for love? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Boom. Yes. All right. So next part. Under what conditions? Um. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, well, now have I'm you ever? About, I know he didn't ask that, but I'm asking: Have you ever done that? Relocated for love? love? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, no, okay. I'm still a spring you chicken. Haven't. Anybody asked okay. me to pick up my life yet? But okay. I would. 
Okay. Um, it would just have to make sense for my life. Like I would have to be able to continue, like maintain my career out there. Um, it it would have to make sense for like my personal endeavors. Could that be something that can thrive in this new area? Um, and even if it's not like a bustling fashion metropolitan area, like I don't know that that would still stop me from making the move, but it would be harder to say yes. Like I would still have to, like I would hate to have to relocate for my partner and be reliant on them for like all of my, my entertainment, my, you know, financially, Financially, all of that kind of stuff. I would have, I would, it would have to also make sense for my life. Got it. Got it. And then the last part of the question then, could you do long distance or have you? Would you interest me in a long distance? Done long distance. How far apart? Like about were they on the other coast? Were they a couple hours no, away? No, no. International? A couple hours away. Oh, so not okay. Not okay. not far. Or like you a know, few states over or something. A few states over. Yeah. Okay. Um and I mean I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it's to. Less than ideal. It's yeah. not ideal at all. I mean, yeah, fucking, kind of... you like to joke all the time, but I've dated niggas in Brooklyn, and it's that's a fucking long distance relationship. Oh, it, oh, it absolutely is. I've dated so, a, a girl from the Bronx a couple years ago. It's, it's I, hard. It was cool as shit, but yeah, yeah, that was that was a, a it was a thing meeting up. It was it was, was absolutely it's absolutely a thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's long distance does make things difficult, but I it is not something that I would ever like. You're not writing it off. Yeah, absolutely not. No. Okay, now your turn. Would you relocate for love? Yes, but under only very specific circumstances. What are What are those conditions? The 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 first one that comes to mind for me, um, and bear with me because I'm kind of like talking through it. We, I, I'm thinking we'd probably have to be maybe engaged by that point. I don't so know. So you wouldn't, if I'm you wouldn't just date somebody just, no, and deciding to make that jump. Okay. No, I don't okay. think so. I don't think so. I'm not saying no, but I just, I, it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll do that. And that's kind of the same policy with me and and cohabitating. Again, that might be a whole separate. Oh episode. yeah, that. Well, yes, we can also also same energy. I have no interest in doing that unless we're engaged. Unless I we're engaged, don't want to live with you until wedding day, like the night. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's I'm not going that far. But until until we got a ring on a finger, you got your spot, I have my spot, yeah. you have your space, I have my space. Right. There's all kinds of literature and studies they've done that prove that. But again, that's a whole separate topic. Right. But I think the conditions for me, similar to what you said, I, I just would need to ensure that the that I still have my quality of life as well whenever I relocate where we're going. So I want to make sure I still have access to, you know, avenues in my career, you know, whatever that might be. I want to make sure maybe I have some friends who are nearby or maybe I have some family members that live not too far. You know, I just want to make sure that when I'm picking up everything and moving, that I'm not losing a sense of my identity and my only, you know, I don't want my only touch point to be you. To be you. Under any circumstances, even if you were here locally, but especially if I'm now going across the country or whatever to, to right, live with you somewhere right. that right, I would, I'd, right. I'd really have to think like long and hard about that. Yeah, and I'm the same sure. with you on the, on the long distance side. It's less than ideal. You know, I've, I've talked to people who are long distance, but I've never, 
I've been never in a relationship. One of my, one of my exes in college, she was from Sweden. So like during the summers, it would be long, but it wasn't long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that was kind of one of the reasons that you know once we both graduated, that also was one of the things that kind of precipitated our breakup. Was just kind oh, of oh, she like, went back to Sweden. Yeah, she went back home, and I I also came back home, back to New York. So it was kind of like you know how things were already rocky. We weren't on good footing already. So to now like add in long distance to the equation, like it just it just it, w- it wouldn't have worked really and truly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so, yeah. If it, team quality time, man, I ain't getting no quality it's a, time. It's a long huge distance. thing, yeah. yeah. And these yeah. video chats. Yeah, yeah popping, they're great, popping, popping. but it's not the same. Yeah, I need that leg and a thigh all up on me. <laughs> And a breast. I, I want a breast around too. I miss the I, I need a booty rub. I saw yeah, this this that. meme the other day. <laughs> um, my, my girl Break Free had posted in her stories. Uh-huh. She it was like this question of this woman asking the universe when she was gonna get her titty suck next. And I yes, I, I saw it. So I saw the comic. Bad, I saw it. Y'all. Oh my god! It's not like you can have <laughs> all the toys in the world. It don't. It's just it's there's not no the same as human it's touch. No Right, there really isn't. But they are great, wonderful investments. They'll they'll keep you out of trouble. They'll keep you out of trouble. They will. But yeah, I just I miss a booty rub. I just need my booty rub and my titty (laughs) suck. Like that would just be so (laughs) nice. Speak your truth. Well, hey, you know, let people, you know, let them know your DMs are open. You know, you have a platform. I don't. That's fine. They might not know they 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 had the green light. You know, maybe they're waiting on the green light, and that's all they need. You've heard it. So if you're trying to suck on Anna's titty, please whoa, DM her. Whoa, her Instagram okay. is underscore so resilient. Really <laughs> I'm trying to help you and your titties. All right. Nobody is coming you. up. I won't even let your black ass come you. to my house. Ain't no random niggas about to come over here. <laughs> well, go to his You'll house. You'll be very upset. No, I won't be doing you that. You gotta travel for this titty suck. Oh Lord. In anyway, this, in this climate, there are this plenty economy, of men. That are hitting my phone talking about they want me to take the trip. They just not worth it. I ain't I ain't breaching. Yo, nigga, I went. To, I, I took you. a walk today, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, my one of my sisters. This is a low key tangent. A little a little little story time. That's okay. She was she was telling me how like because you know we gloves on, mask on, sunglasses, your hat, nigga. I'm covered. You do not know what I look like. Oh. Oh, I can only imagine. No, the way you've been talking about it, you, I'm surprised you don't have a hazmat suit or. Loki, I try to order one. One of them. I, them I, I believe it. Tyrex. I believe it. Wow, you know what it anyway, is. You see that? So I went. I went. I took the long way to the pharmacy today because I just wanted to go for a little walk. Okay. And I seen this. I was walking on my bike, and I seen this dude in his white car, and he. I, when I walked by, he rolled down the window, but I a was familiar there. face or a stranger. Now, I don't know him. I don't know. Okay, him. he doesn't. Like, he's not like a neighbor. He doesn't like live no, on no, the no, street. No, no, no. Okay. I don't know if he was visiting somebody. Know anyway. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So I get, I get to the farm. Like I'm walking towards the pharmacy, mm-hmm. and then I see the white car like parked in front of one of the bodegas, and I was like, "Fuck, mm-hmm. this nigga's following me." So I'm just like, my headphones on, like I'm fully covered. I'm just focused, walking where I'm walking. Yeah. So I'm crossing yeah. the street, and he's walking up behind me, and I'm like, <laughs> literally scared the shit. Oh, out. Oh, he got out his car now. He got out of his car. Oh damn! He was trying to see what's up with you. He parked his shit. I, like I turned, <laughs> shut up. I turned my oh, headphones yeah. off. He was like, "Oh, you couldn't hear me," and I was like, "No, nigga, I cannot hear you. What can I do for you?" <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he was like, "Yo, I thought you was just ignoring me." 
me. And I was like, I was, but now you're here. So what's up? And he was like, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, what can I do to like take you out? And I was like, bro, I don't, what is, what is about wait, wait, this? Wait, you should have said, Why? where are you taking me out? I was like, sir, he was, I was like, uh, first of all, that seems very, um, uh, unsafe because of Rona. He was like, you ain't scared of nobody, Rona. And I was like, sir, you have a mask on. I Like, you're clearly concerned about the Rona a little bit. And he was just trying to be like, I, it doesn't matter. We could do whatever you want. I'll take you wherever you want to go. And I was like, I would like to just go to this pharmacy without you following me. And then I Ooh. turned my music back on and proceeded okay. to go to... Um, Hopefully we got the cue and didn't keep bothering no, me. No, no, I, he By the time I got into the, the right aid, he was gone. But... A was assuring because you know I'd, I already talked about how much I had gained so much weight since Rona had started. So your girl still got you, it. You still got it. You I still, still got, got it. it. Okay. Niggas are crazy. Don't run up on people like that. That shit that is scary changed. as fuck. <laughs> do not yeah. do it. I, I still need my six feet. Yep. And uh, you know, it was it it was a little flattering, but like very annoying. So Understand- that was understandably. that was my little story for today. I don't know how we got okay. here, but it's okay. Take your yeah. time, sis. You take your time. I'm sorry. You I felt like I needed time. to get that off. Anyway, uh, so, so yeah, episode nine. Here we are on episode nine. Loki trying, Oof. and this whole episode is Oof. centered on once again. Really, this has been the 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 the, the kind of crux of the whole season is Issa and Molly's relationship. Mm-hmm. And Issa extends an olive branch in trying to kind of, you know, she invites her out for lunch at diner just to try and at least start the conversation. You right. know what I mean? I, at least in, in my opinion, I think that's what Issa's goal was. Uh, I don't think she necessarily had an agenda. I think she was really just like, it's clear that we've needed to talk probably mm-hmm. for this point at weeks or months. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. You know what I mean? And... It seems like they're making some progress and it seems like things are <laughs> like like we've made some headway. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it still feels like Molly just can't get out of her own head. Yeah, and out of she's her own like way. such a fucking drain. Yeah, she just really struggles with holding on to things. And we've seen this in different ways, you know, in her relationship with her father. Mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. his indiscretion in stepping out of you know his marriage with his with her mother, obviously n- not something to just you know gloss over. It's it's, it's no, that's it's, huge, it's heavy. Yeah, but it seems like she's really been struggling with like getting like, past it. The woman and who even her brother called her out on it has gotten over it. This, yeah, this yeah, but you haven't. Yeah, yeah, and even her brother tries to kind of point that out to her yeah. during the Thanksgiving episode. Um, but anyhow, so this, this episode was really just centered on the two of them and, and we're kind of as the viewers trying to get a sense or a feel of like, well, damn, like, is, is, is this, is this the end of the road for them mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. is there some hope? And maybe, maybe this, you know, maybe going into the next season, they, they patch things up, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think one thing that definitely kind of didn't work in either of their faith favors is they both, instead of doing the thing or having the conversation, they spent so much time and energy on both of their sides, like kind of just fantasizing about it, like mm-hmm. like thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, like damn, well, if I say this, what's she gonna say, or where yep. is this gonna go? Yep. And we all do that. I'm guilty of that. It's, I'm definitely an overthinker, um, and you know, a lot of times I I do think of my myself as someone who's 
a little bit into, you know, I, I rely on my intuition a lot and I've learned to kind of lean into that, but that's a double-edged sword. Sometimes oh, yeah. you think it's intuition, but really that's just anxiety. And that's yep. just you like yep. drawing up scenarios in your mind. Like you were talking about earlier, you know what I mean? So one question that KJ uh, came out with from this episode was how much does your perception of how someone will react to you weigh on whether or not you reach out to them? Or do you just say what's on your mind all the time and kind of just let it fly? You know, like where, where are you on that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely somebody who does the play by play in my head mm-hmm. um, or tries to, when I know that I'm maybe having an uncomfortable conversation with somebody tries to maybe map out what that conversation will look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and a huge part of how they will react to me bringing up the conversation, the topic or whatever um, affects whether or not I decide to do that. Okay. Um, maybe, but if I'm being very honest, it will probably eat at me the more and more that I don't address. Oh, for sure. I don't yeah. address it. And so regardless of maybe what their reaction will be, um, doesn't hinder whether or not I reach out. Like I am definitely the person or I have been in the past who needs to get my shit off and not even in like a, in an aggressive or like combative way. But like, if something lies heavy on my heart, I need to, I need to have the conversation. Um, whether it's, if I feel like I've been wronged by a friend or if I've wronged somebody, um, or if I have a crush on you, like there is very little that I'm able to keep secret to myself or like not address. Um, okay. So even though I'm jealous, I I wish I was like that. I struggle with that. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do. I mean, and it's one of those things. And I think that's the case for both of us. We both have a, an interesting dichotomy that kind of lives within us. We're both, we both can be very outspoken and we both can obviously don't have any issue like speaking our mind or checking people if we need to. Mm-hmm. But I think in, in, in all the conversations we've had on the podcast and just, you know, being friends with you for, for, like, yeah, what, two years going on now? Yeah. It's our, our anniversary coming up. <laughs> um, I've definitely learned that we both also sometimes struggle, though, with, like, actually communicating what's on our mind or on our heart. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I know I I definitely will get kind of trapped in my head sometimes. And, like, you know, like I was saying earlier, kind of draw up all these scenarios like damn what are they gonna say if i say this and what the part that's crazy for me those nine times out of ten when i go through all that they almost never respond negatively or in the way that i thought they were going to and that's why like the more that's happened i've kind of like have to remind myself like yo all the times you've gone through this or been in the same position, mm-hmm. this shit never plays out the way you think it's going to. And ever, half the time, ever, never, half ever. the time, it's not even nearly as bad mm-hmm. as what you as think you it's going to be. Yeah. And one thing that I've been seeing floating around recently, and the context has been more specifically 
about all of the conversations we're having right now surrounding race in our country and 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 actually globally as well. And one thing I've seen float around pretty often is if a conversation makes you feel uncomfortable, it's the one you should be having. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and of course mm-hmm. that applies to, you know, the the issues of social justice and racism and all of that. But I think that just applies for everything. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. and I thought that was a great reminder of seeing that kind of float up on social recently. Like, yo, if there's a conversation that make that you that you're nervous about or that feels uncomfortable, that's that's the one that you should be having, and you and you should be trying to find a way to kind of make it come through. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. no, I, I agreed. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes, like I in in um, my attempt to like in my attempt to kind of suss out whether or not it's a conversation I should be having, like I may try to you know inquire with my friends about like is this worth it, and they may talk mm-hmm. me out. Of mm-hmm. addressing yeah, you it. need the friends for that. You need the friends for that sometimes. <laughs> but then, Make so sure you're like, not crazy. But then, then I mean, even if I have a conversation, you're like, "Yo, sis, don't do it." Nine out of ten times, I'm probably still gonna you have to do it anyway. Yeah, like I just <laughs> it's kind of like okay. I'm definitely leaning on what you're saying. So many times have I overanalyzed and been worried about addressing something with somebody, and it never it always tends to end up in a bet in a more positive outcome. Um, so having that experience and then also like, I don't want to regret not addressing it. I think that is definitely been that. something I that, that I've been kind of mulling over a lot. So like, even if this does hinder our relationship or our friendship in any way, the fact that I was able to get it out and we were able to talk about it to me seems more mm. important than like pretending that nothing's wrong or not having the conversation. Okay. Okay. And I think that leads actually perfectly into another question that I thought was a really good one that KJ brought up was it was clear at the end of the episode when they, when they step out um, <sighs> of uh, was that, I think that was Nathan's new apartment, oh. right? No, it was Andrew. Well, his oh, old no, place. it was Andrew. It was the old yeah. spot. It was the old spot. Yeah. And they kind of, they kind of have a game night. Um, and then, uh, Molly sends a text that's intended to for Andrew, Stupid. but she sends it to Ethan because she's messy and you know problematic. But anyway, um, it's clear that um, that that Molly had more to say when they stepped outside, and or she wanted Issa to respond to kind of her read or her assessment of where their their friendship was maybe in an effort to like a last ditch Hail Mary mm-hmm. to save it kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it didn't happen. Issa nope, kind of, Issa okay. was like, okay, all right. Cause, cause actually it was Molly who ended up saying, well, you know, maybe we've kind of outgrown each other. You know, I'm kind mm-hmm. of paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. So Issa was like, okay. All, all right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cause yeah, it's like, and I think Issa even said this, like, what 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 more else? There's not much more else I can say. You've said it all. Yeah. If 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 you've already arrived at the conclusion that this is the end of the road of us for us, then anything I say right now is really moot. It it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but this is the thing though. Hmm. Molly said that, but that's not what she meant. Nope. And I and I I I recognized that when I saw that out of her because. So many people do that, and I'm I'm even guilty of, of of having done that in the past, where 
you know, you kind of are saying one thing in the heat of the moment or, you know, in the in the in the middle of a conversation or argument, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. But you really mean something else. You know what mm. I mean? And I'm it really. Yeah. And that's what really I found more than anything. It, it I found was heartbreaking in a way mm-hmm. because it was mm-hmm. clear. It was it was clear that Molly was still just just letting her pride get the best of her. A thousand and, percent. And 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 instead of like kind of just letting her guard down and being vulnerable in in much in the in the way that at least in my opinion it felt like Issa really was the mm-hmm. one being more vulnerable in this mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. She is the one who extended the olive branch of them meeting up in the first place, and 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 Issa said as much during that conversation mm-hmm. outside. She was like, "I'm trying here, but it doesn't feel like you are as invested in this as I am." You know what I mean? You know, Issa, Issa said what she had to say, and she yeah. was right in everything she had to say. It just really was unfortunate for me that Molly could would let her pride get in the way of what I think is is easily a decade-long friendship. They mm-hmm. met each other in college, mm-hmm. or maybe pushing mm-hmm. that if it's mm-hmm. not past that milestone already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what KJ had asked at the end of his question was, do you think Issa gave up too easily? I think we're both of the opinion. I don't think so. I think no. she did. No, not Mm-mm. at all. It, 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 like you just said, it will grown. Use your, use your, use your big boy words. Use your big girl words. Mm-hmm. Talk, exactly. communicate. Yep. If something's on your mind, get it out. You know That's what I mean? It. Uh, but it just, it just seems like she just, yeah, just her, her pride got in the way, and it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. It, it it was so disappointing. It was so clear to me that Molly was more interested in being right than yeah. like resolving the issue in that circumstance. Yeah. yeah. And I it mean, I'm super. so happy. I'm so happy that Issa could see how she really was when she when Molly said that the wrong text message to her. Um mm-hmm. because I think I mean, I I think Issa even even she was aware that she was like pussyfooting around the conversation when yeah, yeah. when they first met for brunch. But I I I've been in that space before where it's like you you we know there is something that we need to discuss here. Yes. Yes. I have asked you to meet me so we can hopefully have that conversation. Yes. If you come to brunch and it doesn't seem like you're interested in having that conversation at all, I'm going to respect that because maybe this is not yeah. the right time, but we can hopefully have it yeah. another. And I yeah, think, maybe this was just an opportunity for us right. at the very least to reconnect and exactly. like at least get exactly. our energy right. Exactly. And then maybe later we can have the conversation. Exactly. Because yeah. like we had kind of talked about in, in, earlier questions maybe just because i'm ready to have the conversation maybe that doesn't mean that you are that's right and if i want to work and fix this then it is only going to be beneficial if we're if we're both ready to to address things i wish they would have said something like that as opposed to kind of just having a a cute little kiki at brunch just so that they are both aware this i'm not i don't want you to think that i'm just hoping that we passed I'm fully aware that there are things for us to discuss. I just want you to know I'm here. Yeah. Whenever you're ready to talk about it, I'm ready to talk about it. Like I yeah. wish they would have done that, but like whatever. It did a little bit at the very end when they were getting up to leave, when she was like, Oh, it's so right. good to see you, girl. I've right. missed you. You right. know, right, right. A and, little bit. and that felt good. That did feel good. But I was so proud of Issa. I was so proud of her because I was even so annoyed that she was the one that had to reach out 
to begin with. Issa didn't do anything wrong when it comes to asking Andrew through Nathan to help her with the headliner. Like, she didn't do anything wrong with deciding to, like, not meet. Like, when I I think they uh, both went to that Ethiopian restaurant the, at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. The fact that she didn't go in, I was very proud of her for that. Like, there have been so many times where I feel like people have done me wrong. And I've, I've always been the friend to address things first, to make okay. it nice, to Get extend the olive branch. Always, yeah. always, always, yeah. always, always. That gets tiring, I feel, it's, sometimes. It, and it's painful. It Like, yeah. it truly feels like you do not give a fuck. Like you don't yeah. care. Yeah. And that's the, I, I mean, we could feel that way about romantic partners or whatever, but like friends, people that you've known for de- almost decades. And we're, we're at the same age as a lot of these characters where we've spent a number of years with somebody. And sometimes, and I've honestly been having the conversation mm-hmm. during Rona of, is this person in my life? just due to our history or because we've known each other for a very long time. Like what did they really add to my life? Are they Mm -hmm. somebody that if I was in a bind, I would reach out to do Mm -hmm. if they called me, would I feel compelled to support them? Like a lot of these conversations I think are important when you, um, you gather a number of people in your life to decipher who was here really for me and for where I plan on taking my life. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that like you just have to dismiss people, but it is something to be very cognizant of. And so I was very proud of her when she like, how many times am I going to allow you to spit in my face and like yeah, just dismiss I, me yeah, yeah. and just continue to grovel and beg yeah. you to be my friend. No, I, nobody has no. time for that. Nope. And I was so proud nope. of her and you could call it ego or pride or whatever feeling herself. But she realized I am, I am worth fighting. No. for just as much as you are and if exactly. you're not willing to do that then we don't need to be friends yep. period no that was just a healthy boundary that she yeah. put that yep. it wasn't ego it wasn't pride that was her just just like you just eloquated just i i've done i've done my part in this and i've i've time done what time i again, can honestly i've done what i can mm-hmm. to make this right if you have no interest in doing that it takes two to tangle then we period. then 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 let's just not do this you yeah. know yeah. yeah, and I mean it's it's sad because that's no, the longest is. relationship that both of them have probably ever had. But just because you've known somebody for a long time doesn't mean that they need to be your friend. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. A lot of times we we mistaken longe- longevity with intimacy in, mm-hmm. in our platonic and our mm-hmm. romantic mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. joined by our showrunner, the brilliant Prentice Penny, for our wind downs this season. I made him do it. <laughs> he can't escape. We have a special guest joining us on this little wind down. <laughs> um, KJ, also known as Ursine Noir, who has been gracing us with these amazing questions that we've been answering this episode, has joined us so we can do a little recap of episode 10 and then kind of just our general thoughts about season four. So thank you so much, KJ, for coming to play with us. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah, oh, we appreciate you jumping on. Yeah. So not Issa's not the only one who gets to have a wind down. We're gonna have no. one of our own as well. You know, <laughs> very she, much. She so has that. her yeah. little behind the scenes. <laughs> we try to match that same energy, and we found the. Oh my goodness. We found the source. We found the yes. plug. No, yes, and it's, yes. I've always thought it's 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 crazy how like meeting people or connecting with people online today how how easily it kind of happens sometimes because mm-hmm. i know i kind of just you know i threw out my professional slide in the dm i was like who knows where this goes maybe he sees it maybe he does it and lo and behold you replied you responded so i, I appreciate you you know kind of jumping on especially hearing from us completely out the blue i'm sure you, you know you probably had never seen us or heard of us but here we are so we figure we'll at least start off just giving you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself. All we know, all our listeners know so far is your handle, but I'm sure there's a lot more to you. Um, so, yeah, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. That um, works. That works. Originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, nice. Powerful. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, my claim to fame, I went to junior high school with Lil Wayne. Oh, um, shit. Oh. Okay, that's well, a good claim the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're an esteemed company. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> or, or at least one person removed from esteemed company. There we go. There we go. Um, I moved to D.C. Um, in 2006, right after evacuating from Hurricane Katrina. A few oh, wow. Before. Okay. Um, and D.C.'s treated me well, so I've been here ever since. Uh, by day, I am an association, a trade association manager. I work for a company that provides uh, legal service, uh, sorry, legal training to corporate lawyers. Uh, And by night, I'm a vigilante that uh, <laughs> don't give yourself away, KJ. Don't give yourself away. Don't out yourself. Don't out right. yourself. <laughs> no, at night I'm just a, a blurred who likes to watch YouTube videos about random things and complain about first world problems. Sounds like okay. me and Nana. Right. <laughs> well, I know I, I, I'm definitely in the blurred territory. Have you heard of that hey. term, Nana? I have. But, I don't know that I subscribe. Oh, yeah, you don't subscribe. But... By the way, KJ, she doesn't even describe to being a millennial mind you i'm a week older than her and we are firmly <laughs> I millennials I right. don't know what that means. nana has this whole thing about just not owning her identity i guess is what i it think is. maybe she didn't typecast thank you kj i don't want to be in a oh. box oh. <laughs> unless it's in a zoom call right <laughs> unless it's a box of your choosing right or one that you <laughs> exactly. like exactly okay okay oh man oh that's and so exciting so I'm curious, like, I, I think it was probably episode two or three, because I was, I was, Nana's not on Twitter, mind you. I feel like I should I'm throw not. that out there. I've, I've been, I know, same face I make. I've been working on her. We're getting close. We finally got Guys, our podcast me. to get a Twitter <laughs> handle. Safe space. So she's the, she's the next one. But I was telling Nana early in the episode that I kind of just had come across one of your threads. I think it was either episode two or three. And I was like, oh, shit, this is good. And I actually, I, uh, Nana, I don't know if you remember, I sent it to you, you sent as them well. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, was and like, I literally was like, is this a quiz? Am I supposed to answer all these questions and get back to you? I was very confused. And then I was like, no, I think he's just putting these questions out there. And they're great conversation starters, great kind of, you know, if you're, if you're kind of trying to debrief each of these episodes with yeah. friends, fam, you know, whoever it may be. So... That's my understanding of it, but I'm curious for you, you know, you're, you're the creator, you started all of it. What was your thought kind of going into it? Do you do these threads often or was this kind of your first start with Insecure? 
Um, so it wasn't my first question thread ever, but it was certainly my first like TV show based one. Okay. Um, mm. so I love um, I love question threads myself. Like I, yeah. I do them all the time. If you, yeah, if you go yeah. to my timeline, there's a million of them. Um, probably the, to the point of annoyance. Um, <laughs> and so um, when and you're right, it was it was episode two mm-hmm. because it, uh, I was like after I did the first one, I was like, shoot, I wish I had had this idea a week ago um, <laughs> for the first episode. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, four seasons ago or three seasons ago. Right? That too. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so many of the things that go on in the show, um, I relate to. And I know mm-hmm. that there are a lot of other people that relate to them. Um, I'm right dab smack in the demographic that um, that uh, Issa targets. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about that. But we was, did. Actually, it's funny. <laughs> You're saying everything that we talked about earlier. So this is good. We're on the money. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I, you know, I'm always curious about other people's perspectives. And so um, I, I started the question thread and it, it, I've been trying to get some like real Twitter traction probably for the last two years. Um, okay. I've gone from 1200 followers to over 4,000. Yeah. And all of the threads you've had for the kind of like debriefs, um, or recaps. Oh, what, 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 I forget the term you use because you. I think it's just recap. What, what do I call it? Uh, I, I think I just call it qu- uh, question thread. Question thread. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They've all taken off. I've seen they all have multiple retweets, shares. Even a few of the people I know and follow have answered mm-hmm. some of them. And nice. I think that's how it actually ended up on my timeline. Was one of the people I follow actually like replying to one of them. It's because um, the questions are so like I you do a really good job of not just talking about the episode in particular, but like branching out and seeing how and I think it's because like you're saying you feel like kind of you're in the same age group or like maybe you feel some sort of a kinship with the characters, but you do a really good job of like taking it outside of the episode and making like talking about things that may have be pertinent to people's personal lives, which I think is like such a smart way of, of having some sort of a recap as opposed to just like what happened this episode, mm-hmm. but like thinking outside of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say one thing. Um, uh, I'm always surprised at some of the responses. So, you know, when, you, when I'm formulating questions, um, you know, you have your own worldview mm-hmm. and there's some, there's some things that, that you throw out there. And it's like, okay, this is, this is negotiable. Like there's going to be a ton of different um, ideas and views on this. And then there's some things, you know, in your own value system, they're so concrete. And so there are mm-hmm. times where I'm like, I don't even know why I'm asking this question because I know what the answer is going to be. Uh-huh. And then you get answers that are like way different from different yours. Different than what you exactly. thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, that's the one side I guess maybe I haven't seen as much. I'm sure for you, you get a lot of the replies and retweets. So I'm sure even as you're kind of putting these together, just like you just mentioned now, I'm sure you're kind of getting a different understanding or maybe seeing some different perspectives that you didn't have before. You know, yeah. hey, if the whole legal thing doesn't work out. You <laughs> exactly. A, you, you have a future. This, so you're onto something here. You're onto something here. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I followed you a, a, a couple weeks ago, so I'm definitely going to uh, stick around if you end up doing some threads like these for like other shows or movies. Yeah, because you're, you're definitely onto something. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we've all seen the finale. <sighs> Right <laughs> now that you texted me halfway, and KJ, I think I had called you right right uh-huh. after it ended, and you, I think you were starting to work on the questions. So uh-huh. why don't we just start there real quick before we do like our our zoom out on just the whole season? 
how's everyone feeling about the finale? We'll, uh, we'll start with you and then KJ and then I'll I'll wrap up. So I wouldn't say that I knew it. <laughs> Did you though? Everyone I knew, knew it. I knew Condoleezza was pregnant. <laughs> I never I heard you it. mention that as a potential. I wasn't talking to you, but we oh, don't do okay. recaps about insecure. Okay, fair enough. Fair I enough. wait for my my questions and then I read them, and okay. then I knew we we're gonna be having this this conversation. But I absolutely knew that she was pregnant. Really, the way okay. that she was blowing up his phone the day that her. Mm-hmm. I thought she was just trying to get some D. Like, no, they had a booty call lined up, after, and after Thanksgiving, it was and after Thanksgiving, and then the way that she acted towards Issa, it was very clear to yeah. me that if she never had to see Lawrence or Issa again, she would be good. Like okay. I, I really, I really feel like she just wanted to step away from the both of them. I see. And then at first, when I saw her, phone, I was like, "Why is she reaching out? That's so weird." And then she, he, like it was like a persistent thing. So I was like, "Ooh." something's going on and the only reason either she either he burned her like he gave her something or she was pregnant those were the two things and i was like i mean we haven't had any scares yet well he had his scare last season Oh, you mean baby scare? Baby scare. Okay, because he caught some and you cooties know, in season three. And you, yes, he did. Yeah. And you know how they, like, for a long time, everybody was talking about, like, the fact that in, on Insecure, they don't show them put on condoms. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, mm-hmm. something's going to happen where Uh-oh. we don't see them strapping Uh-oh. up and somebody gets pregnant. Okay. So I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew Condoleezza was pregnant. And I knew, I knew Andrew was fed up with oh yeah andrew's been tired from like before they even got into this relationship i I, like i was just like my baby has been holding on for For a long time and if this girl does not tighten up she's gonna lose this good man here we are as is her pattern in losing (laughs) good men but i honestly you know what i think because of the the incident that happened in episode nine between her and Issa and the fact that she kind of was just like ready to book it I think now she's willing to be vulnerable and willing to do the work and like willing to meet him where he needs her to to hopefully salvage this relationship so I don't think it's over for Molly and Andrew just yet okay but I don't I don't think so I also because I like I think he gave her an out when he asked is this what you really want if he was willing to just chalk it up and peace out why would he ask her that okay no I think I uh, and I'll just just as a quick response before KJ shares his thoughts I think that Andrew asked her that because I think he was trying to maybe bring to her attention that Maybe she was fighting for this just for her ego's sake, just because. So just so it could find a relationship yeah, and finally work. Yeah. yeah so I think yeah, he was yeah. giving. You're right. I think it wasn't out, but a different out. Just like, hey, look, mm. like, are you like, what? Why do you actually want to stay here? Mm. Is it because you see something between us, or is it just your pride and your ego of of making this work? And I'm sure we've all yeah. been there in in relationships, yeah. one way or another. You Fuck, know? that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. What do you think, KJ? What were, you, what were will, your thoughts? I, I just oh, my start. bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say that I really, 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 really appreciate the Tiffany Derrick yeah. scenario. Mm. I thought that was so 
beautifully done. And it was very clear early on the little incident incidents that we've seen with Tiffany that she was dealing with postpartum. And mm, okay. I I don't have children. I've never been pregnant. And so I couldn't imagine what that feels like. But like literally the entire outside of the situation where they were on the fucking bus like that was ridiculous but like i probably cried that entire time they were looking for her because it was like okay it was so heart-wrenching to think that like you i don't we don't know what she's feeling specifically but like she had mentioned a couple of times in other episodes like how hard it was to kind of get her groove into the whole motherhood thing Mm -hmm. and so to feel like your only resort was like run away from your family and maybe not even confide in your husband or to your parent your your mother and your sister or i'm assuming those were her those were her family members but it was just like so so sad but like really beautiful the way that everybody was able to galvanize around trying to find her and Derek is one of the men on the show that definitely gets overlooked but the way that he cared for her Mm -hmm. in this episode was so so beautiful so so beautiful so I really really appreciated that component of the story Um, and now shut up so KJ, what were your thoughts about the finale? Because that was all you—you you dropped some gems there, Nana. Stuff that I didn't even like. I realize. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's real fresh. I just—I I, I think I watched I it twice that. before we we got back on. I here, see so that. It's real okay, fresh. where where are you at, KJ? What do you think? So, so before I even dive in, like I want to address the um, Derek piece. Um, oh, okay. I too, if I can tell on myself, I I cried when he got to that hotel room door. Okay. Um, but but my, my crying was, it was totally selfish. <laughs> it was, I've been in that position before that Tiffany was in where you just feel trapped and mm. you, you don't, you know, you know that people love you, but you, you don't want to deal with all the stuff that comes with Oof. tapping into yeah. that. Right? That's facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. so you're just like, I, I don't know what else to do but run. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I was a bit of a mess. Um, yeah, so I'm the only cold nigga in the room. I, yeah. I didn't get even a single tear out. Damn, what's that saying about you didn't me? Even, you didn't even tear. You didn't tear up when Lawrence told us about Condoleezza. That that damn you. You committed to just misnaming her. Okay, I see what we doing. You lucky no, I ain't it was, her condolences. It was. It was. No, it definitely was an emo- like a heavy episode. Yeah. You know what? It, I think what I I that didn't click for me until you just named it, Nana, was I didn't even identify that it was, that it probably is postpartum depression that she's dealing with. I think where my mind went to first, I thought that maybe they just had a rough patch, her and Derek. Like maybe Derek had fucked up, something happened. It wasn't until you just mentioned it now, I'm like, oh, damn, that's exactly what was. I think it's a mixture of things though. Probably. Certainly the postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. but the way that Derek was talking on the bus, you know, he's like, I know that she's been unhappy, and I don't mm-hmm. know that he was pointing directly to that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he, was, he was just, she's generally unhappy. Um, and then three, like, um, we were all speculating at the end of last season is the baby for Derek? Are we sure? Uh-huh. Oh, right. Let <laughs> 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 the streets tell it. The yes, you're, oh, you're right. <laughs> the drama you're so right. You're so right. right. <laughs> because if I had a baby for someone that, or I had a baby and it wasn't for my husband, I would run too. <laughs> I'd find a yeah, that's good. That's good terms to to flee, uh, right? 
That's a good point. I think um, another point about Derek too is, is, is that that's kind of subtle. Is, and you mentioned it um, a little bit about like how much he loves her. Imagine loving someone so much that even when you know they're unhappy and want and know that they want to leave, you're still like like in their corner. Mm. Um, yeah. I think you know a lot of yeah. times, especially like our generation, we are quick to be like, I don't need this. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, Period. And, and, and People are not willing to fight anymore. Yeah. That's, true. And that's an old school kind of love he has. So I, I totally noticed yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, he's a good one. He is a good one. He's he's certainly better than the other raggedy people that. Uh, well, hold, he had a raggedy moment though. Hold up, I, and I love Wait. I love I love me some Derek, but let's call a spade a spade. It was that say. point when when Lawrence had come over uh-huh. and and he had said he hit us with the Jay Z line, like he didn't <laughs> he didn't like on I forget if he was saying he didn't understand women or he appreciates them differently after he had a daughter. Do you, y'all don't remember when he said that? I remember that. It was when and I was like, oh, yeah. you know? Because that's the same reaction we had when Jay said that on, on 444. Yeah. When he, you know, but but no, Derek is definitely a solid dude. And I think definitely in, in Lawrence's, speaking of Lawrence's circle, mm-hmm. that's like, I think, in my opinion, like the most solid dude he has in his life is Derek. Mm-hmm. I forget the other dude's name. I feel he's just there for comedic relief. I forget um, his name yeah. even. The realtor. Yeah, he's cool right. too. But I feel like if we're, it, it, because uh, I've I've noticed in previous episodes and previous seasons that Derek is the one who will usually call to attention, especially when things Lawrence from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Yep. He'll mm-hmm. call out, he'll call, you know, Lawrence out when he needs to. Like, well, damn, Lawrence, are you sure that's what it was? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to him and Issa. He's like, well, yeah. or were you just not on your shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've always appreciated Derek for that. You know, mm-hmm. more of us guys need a Derek in our lives. For sure. Well, y'all could just be the Derek. Or be How the Derek. That? But who's the Derek for the Derek? You know? Okay. Derek needs Derek. Derek too. But how about the whole pregnancy thing? So Nana, you said you saw that coming. KJ, did you see that coming? I I didn't. I did not. I did. It's, a, it's another way that the question thread helped, like, help open my eyes. I didn't see it initially, but okay. someone mentioned it, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be a great like, that's a, just like twist TV. or turn." Yeah, yeah. So once it, once it got on my radar, I was like, "Oh, this is what's happening." Okay, um, and, okay. And it happened. I was like, "Oh, there, there it is." There it is. Um, you know, the, the million dollar question is: If you're Issa, what do you do? You know, you, I want my. I, I'm a. I'm. I'm gonna be a really great stepmom. Oh. <laughs> you know, and and I think. I mean, I think that's what I would have done too if I, if I were Issa. Like Lawrence is a good guy. You you know, th- that's a rare commodity in this world. You ride that train mm-hmm. wherever it goes. Uh, Especially the double back. Like we've already been together, and right. we're finally in a really good place. I don't know that I would let that go. Right. Right. Also, oh, so, so you're saying you would you would see things through with him, or you're saying mm-hmm. that you're done? Like yeah. you would you're done? No, I would be an amazing oh. stepmom. Okay. Okay. I thought you were saying that like in jest, like I'm just gonna be on the sideline and not. No, okay, no, no. I got you. That's my I got man. you. And I got we you. We gonna have this baby together. Okay. Okay. That's very mature of you. I can <laughs> see. I can see other women feeling completely differently. <laughs> and they have a right. And they have they that right. They have a right. They have that right. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know a lot of times we get. I've seen this on Twitter as well too. Um, is Sometimes, and actually that's been the whole dynamic of Lawrence and Issa is how would this look if it was the, if it was the other way around? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? 
like, like would Lawrence maybe be willing to stay with Issa if she was pregnant by some other guy? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because a lot of times when we have these conversations, we kind of hold women and have certain expectations of them mm-hmm. that definitely mm-hmm. don't translate or don't translate very well when we're having that same discussion from the man side. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. Because so that... No, go ahead, KJ. I have a pregnancy-related question um, from uh, the side of, of condolences. Okay. <laughs> you too, KJ. All right, condolences. Condoleezza and you went Condoleezza. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Condola. You know, I'm going to give her the name her mama you know, gave her. You know, we should say that, girl. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's, it's all in good fun. I, look, I, no, for sure. I, I love the meme that I've seen recently that, that was like, um, black girl with the big name. Correct them every time. Yes. 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 But among family, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, um, she says something that I thought was really interesting, and that was um, when he was like, you know, we shouldn't have this baby, mm-hmm. and she was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm keeping it, and then she was like, you know, I'm not trying to trap you. I don't want anything from you. You know, you can be as involved in the baby's life as you want. Um, you know, whatever. But here's my question, uh-huh. right? All right, we get we get one live and direct. Here we go. Excited, right? <laughs> How do we feel about that from like with regard to Lawrence's decision? Because she is give she is saying herself, I know you don't want this baby. I'm not forcing you to keep it or take care of it. I'm good. It's so she then chooses to run with that. Is he an ancient? Person, forgive me if we don't curse on the platform. No, we no, do. We or right or do like do we take her at her word and let him go and live his life? Listen, anytime a woman offers you, that's a full setup, and there's no way you come out of that looking like anything but an ancient nigga. Like even but if she could really you, mean that shit. No, like, of course I, she can. Could. Of course she can. But, but if we're talking happen- about how he's going to be perceived. Right. In in public spaces and in the court of public opinion. Yes, in the <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Thank you so much. In the court of public opinion, he's catching an L any way you any way you put that. Any way you put that. <sighs> you don't as get to bust woman. a nut and have a kid and just expect that it just ends there. Even if she gives you that out. I right. think the expectation that she probably has in the back of her mind, and I think the the public opinion certainly has is that you're still going to be there and support and, you know, hopefully be in that kid's life. You know what I mean? Yes. I think, I I mean, I agree with you in respect to what public opinion says, but I also think that like, I, I really respected Condoleezza at that, at that moment, because like, I think when she was like, you know, I wasn't ready when I was married to mm-hmm. whoever Mark, I think she said her husband was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but she wants the baby now. And I yeah. think that that is so, that's a powerful statement for her to make as a woman that like, this is a decision that I am making for me. Mm-hmm. It, it would be very easy for her to either, you know, abort the baby or put it up for adoption. But she knows that she wants to be a parent. This is not the way that she wanted to start her family. But this is an opportunity and a blessing maybe in disguise for her. And so she's going to take full advantage of it. Um, I do agree that she probably feels like I don't need this nigga to help me take care of this kid if he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a privilege in that. And so the decision is up to you. 
you know that you have this seed somewhere in the world. Do you care enough to be a part of this child's life or don't you? But we gonna be good. And I believe Beyonce said a little something, something like that. We gonna be straight, no matter what, me and my kids, we're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving you the opportunity to, to participate to in whatever way you see fit. I feel like even with all of the mess that is going on in this show, I'm pretty sure Lawrence is going to in, have some sort of participation oh, in this will. job life. Yeah, he will. Um, I think it was just really hard to kind of wrap your head around yeah, that um, was... this thing. And then also, like, Oof. I feel like him and Issa were finally in a in a really good place individually and then mm-hmm. collectively as a couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they've talked about having children before. And so to know that his first child is not going to be with the woman that he loves yeah. is a, it's a huge thing. Like the one thing that he said, I was like, he was like, why do you want to have this kid? We're not together. Like we're not, this is not the perfect circumstance yeah. to bring a child into this world. Yeah. So you know, it's it's probably a super hard pill to swallow and then try to figure out how this all works with him potentially moving to San Francisco. Like, it's just a lot. It's a lot happening at one and time. And I'm sure they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I'm but sure I they thought, will. I thought that was so boss of her. And and I and it wasn't even it didn't even feel like a move or like a setup. I think she sincerely felt that way. Yes. Like, I want to have this kid. I've wanted to have children. I feel ready to take care of it. And if you want to be daddy, you can. If you don't, it's all right. Right. But I'm having this baby. Yeah. So I thought that was great. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one, man. Because, I, I mean, ultimately, it's always, and I think that this is how it should always be, because I've had this conversation with both men and women about this exact scenario. You know, what? who's in the right? Who has the right? What, you know, like, where does that go? And I think that us leaving that squarely and firmly with women is the absolute right thing to do meaning it's up to mm-hmm. condola to decide what she wants to do you know with mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so i think really really and truly that's why i was tell you know any of my guy friends like look if you don't want to be in that situation then move accordingly because mm-hmm. if you, when mm-hmm. you do find yourself there you're up you now really and truly don't have much say in that matter you know what i mean she's going to do what she feels is best for her and of course, you might have some influence. Maybe you might, you know, say what you got to say, speak your piece. <laughs> but, you know, she's going to make that decision for herself. And then mm-hmm. you just have to, this is the situation my brother's in. This is oh, like, boy. this is right. You know what I mean? He he ended up um, having a child with someone who he had just been kind of seeing casually or just had met. And mm-hmm. he was kind of you know, like, oh, just like Lawrence was like, oh, I don't know if this is like the right, the right thing we should be doing, all that. But she decided that she wanted to keep it, and you, you just have to rock with that. That's that's mm-hmm. where you go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's not much wiggle room, you know, for you as a guy, <laughs> unless unless you're in the I forget what they call that camp. Who are those guys? The uh, men's rights, you know. I forget. Oh, well, see, we don't have time. But that's not we, what we're doing. We yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> unless you unless you try to be in that camp, that that then that's it. You just gotta 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 Oof. move forward with it. But I do think, and I, and I may be in the in the minority in the world, but I actually do think that that he should, in those instances, the guy should have an out. What um, what is that out? Oh. What does that look like? Meaning the the out it looks like exactly what Condola is is offering, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. so I, I will say this is weird coming from me. I am Southern, 
I, I was raised, you know, in the church. Uh-huh. Um, while people may question my moral choices these days, there was a period in which, you know, like, like I was a church golden boy. Like, okay. you know, I have very set views on what a man should do or, or, or what the world says a man should do. Mm-hmm. And those match what I would do, right? Okay. I'm fortunate if you, if you get that, guys didn't know I'm queer, so I'm fortunate. Yeah, I saw in your bio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I, I wanted I you to bring have, it up. I didn't want to d- just throw oh, it no, out there. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But, you know, I don't have to deal with those consequences. We have others, but we don't right. have that. Yes, right. not uh, that specific one. But if I did, I uh-huh. would, um, you know, I, I would I would do what I felt was the right thing based on my sure. association. But mm-hmm. that's not for everyone. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, and, and I've seen enough situations where, you know, two people are forced to be together, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it is more toxic than yeah. if the person Absolutely. Who was really in it was doing yep. it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Seen that so many times with my friends. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, as long as those two adult, adults come to the agreement that you know i'm i'm t- i'm i'm condola i'm taking care of me and my baby you're lawrence you've decided you don't want the baby so stay as far away as possible because if you come in you fuck up my kid's head then we have a yeah, problem that in and out yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. don't be tiptoeing in and out yep, <laughs> yep. yep. you either here or you're not exactly yeah exactly. you go as yeah. far away as possible and i won't judge you and and i think the world shouldn't judge that person either because not every you know situation is is um deliberate sure. um, and you know, i just think there should so, be grace there no i agree we, we love to give grace that's here. one of our, so our favorite very, words very on this show is that but i want i literally while we we're talking i was thinking what if she had never said anything would that be fucked up like if her stance is like i don't care you don't need to participate we're gonna be good i want this baby if she hadn't told him because i remember i think it well we don't know how the span of the days but after episode eight when Issa and lawrence spent the night together and then we didn't and then we saw nine where they had like the montage of them always hanging out and we hadn't heard anything from her mm-hmm. i was like oh well maybe i was wrong because i would assume if i hadn't heard from like i would assume that like if i was pregnant and i was trying to tell my baby daddy that i'm pregnant and i didn't get him the night that i wanted to tell him i would continue to be calling this nigga like oh you and i need to talk well she so was she was blowing him up she was hitting him up she was trying to get in touch with him but in episode nine, I mean, maybe that wasn't a focus, but it didn't seem like oh, okay. she was that doing she was the reach out. Mm-hmm. And so I figured maybe it was, okay, maybe I was wrong. She's not pregnant. It was just a booty call kind of situation okay. until now we're here. You know what I'm Let saying? So I wonder, I don't know, do you, would it, would she have been wrong if they, if she did have the kid and like never told him? I don't, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think that's an ethical thing to do. You know, I would hope mm, at the okay. very least, you know, at least let dude know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And of course, I've I've heard stories of what you just uh, mentioned happening. And and sometimes you'll hear from the guys who now come to knowledge that they're like devastated by that. Like, damn, I didn't know that I had a whole had child a out here. Yeah, I yeah. would have loved to have been in this kid's life. I just was never even given the opportunity. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you took that. You took that that opportunity away from me, so I I, mm-hmm. I would hope that she would at least put it out there. You know, what do you think, KJ? 
I think it depends. So one, again, my, my knee jerk is yes, it is not ethical for her to yeah. do Yeah. I'm honest to a fault. So, you know, like. No, that's good. That's good. You have nothing to hide. You have nothing to lose. Yes. And Amen. Yes. yes. Put that on shirt. <laughs> I'm also, <laughs> um, uh, I also believe if you're going to do wrong, do it right. And so. If, okay. Also a thing. Yeah. Southern colloquialism. Yes. <laughs> they're coming out. They're coming out. Um, no, but if, you know, if, if you're going to do that, then you need to make, uh, it's kind of that same, like stay as far away as possible. Right, you need right. to make sure that that, like that person could never find out and you don't have that power because mm-hmm. even you could go 18 years mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. you know, making sure that the minute they want to find who their father is, that's it. That's it. And that's it's now it. out of control. Yeah. And you have this man who has a family who is unaware of what's mm-hmm. going on. And, and this has happened to a friend of mine. So yeah, this I, shit happens. This is real I, life. Yeah. I went to church with this family. They had three kids. Um, and there was a period between the, um, the oldest son and the second son where they weren't together. And so, like, like, like very briefly, and then they got back together. And while, during that time, he was, like, messing around with some round-the-way lady in, in the neighborhood or whatever. Round-the-way lady. <laughs> I love, love the, again, the Southern colloquialism. <laughs> she was just in a... Sounded so positive. She was just an around-the-way girl. Okay. <laughs> and um, 15 years later... Ooh. Now they're back together. They have a family, like, you know, they're living, they're living the black dream. Yeah. And they, this lady pops up with a child who looks not just like the dad, but also like the twin of their oh, young brother. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, no. And, you know, that's just, it's just shitty. You don't do that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really yeah, it's, it's super disruptive, just like for everyone involved, for the child involved, for the mm-hmm. parents involved. Like that definitely... If if it, if that's not something that's handled with care, that can be probably more harmful than had you just no, not sure. even done it in the first place. For sure. You know what for I mean? Sure. For sure. For sure. So I'm I'm yeah. curious. You know, we spent the majority of this episode kind of looking back and 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 recapping uh, season four. Thanks to your questions, KJ. Where do y'all think the show is going from here? <laughs> how many how many more seasons do you think are left? Um, I think I, they have I one more. I think so too, because yeah. I was really surprised um, when they did when they got greenlit for five. Because I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I thought this was wrapping up soon. Because I know everybody wants to do other things now. Okay, so that's kind of where they're assume, at. Yeah, okay. I would assume five, maybe, maybe it. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like season three may, unless I'm not remembering it correctly it did feel like it kind of like started to go on the downward trend season mm-hmm. four, I think definitely helped this bring everything back up. But yeah, I think, I think one more, I think they got one more in them. I think anything, cause that's the thing I've learned from a lot of shows. Having watched a lot of TV. It's just like sports. Sometimes they don't know when to hang it up. They, <laughs> they don't know when to okay. like, all right, yeah. now's yeah. my time to walk away from the court. Yeah. Now's yeah. my time to walk away from the camera. You gotta, that's the thing about shows. You gotta, it's a sweet spot. You gotta know when to walk away and leave it the way it is. Cause a lot of times when they try to keep stretching it is when you're really just watering it down. They're gonna leave on a high note. They're yeah. gonna leave on a high note. Yeah. yeah, I think one more season is definitely, well, we know that they got green. Well, yeah, we know that. 
that'll be the last one. Oh, how about you, KJ? No. And I would be okay with that. I could be, I, I could be fine with that. I mean, I, I'm one of those people. Like, if I like a show, I want it to go on forever. Like, I'm yeah. I'm, it's Game sure. of Thrones head, and while oh. the last season was awful, um, you know, oh, we're getting a new one. Are we getting a new season? Oh, they all, oh it is. Huh? Oh, I didn't I thought, know that. I thought they were rewriting season eight or like whatever JR or RJ or whatever the writer <laughs> of the book, um, whatever he writes in the books. There aren't they redoing season eight? I hope so. I know they're I know they're doing a prequel. Um, oh, it's a okay. prequel. Okay. But um, yeah, but but uh, yeah, I wanted to go on forever. Like if I love a show, I, I never want it to end. So Insecure could go on until like season <laughs> three, five, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> But, you know, I also Don't like middle aged and have kids, right. have teenage kids. I would watch that. <laughs> um, but you know, you're right. Like, like a show needs to end while you know while it's on a high note. I think this would be a good you know. Let's wrap it all up. Issa and Lawrence mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Condoleezza, you know, her baby are thriving. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like and her daughter. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Kelly finds someone. I want Kelly to settle down with a nice. I need a whole fucking Kelly episode. I no, want she a needs a spinoff. I feel like Kelly needs her Kelly. own thing. I don't know that she could carry a whole. A whole I think she could. Carry. I think she could. I'm not, and maybe not. Maybe it's not even in the insecure universe. But she just yeah, needs a show with no. her oh, no, character. Natasha's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. She's, she's really good. So good. She's but really I definitely good. want like a whole who the fuck is Kelly? Like who right. is she? I want to know everything about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's something that I'd love to hear you guys' opinion on. Mm-hmm. Um, I am being an uh, extra sexy brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Extra sexy brother. I am I get irritated at the whole like loud, you know, fat black friend trope. Um, not, not, not none of my speak on that. I'm sure she has some thoughts. <laughs> but I, you know, and here's the thing: like Kelly's not the worst of them, right? Like, like yeah. she's at the very least, you know, she's not raggedy. Like, you no, know, she's, she's not. Funny. Yeah. Um, where I think I think other groups, and this is something that. Um, I tried to bring up on Twitter and Black Twitter like lost their minds at me, but it's fine. Uh oh, you know? that happens sometimes. Right, that happens sometimes. <laughs> I've been kicked out of better homes than this. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one-liners. Yes, <laughs> I think I think the show. Um, while Isha has made wonderful strides with regard to the way that Black people are viewed, mm-hmm. um, where the Black millennials are viewed, and, and and you know other groups, I think groups that are in the Black mainstream some time she um doesn't do the best job and and you know the 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 fat black loud black friend thing and even with like tsa bay you know i'm glad he was there but like while he was there she kept like making these like side jokes like you sweating too much about him. Yeah. Yeah. like did you have to do that and, he, and he's kind of raggedy right it was a little. Too much. It was a lot. It was so cute. Like physically, he was very attractive, and like very attractive, he's such a yes. sweet guy. Like he seemed like a really, really nice guy. No, he did. He was funny as and shit I, like, too. She was like clowning him. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But then, then also the way that she deals with people who aren't. Um, how do I word this delicately? Um, <laughs> necessarily a part of the talented tenth. You know, like. Maybe oh, and we talked about that a little bit earlier. Yeah. That yeah. was actually one of your questions from the early episodes that we dove into. That's the one they attacked me on. <laughs> oh, that's the one you got heat for? Yes. Okay. Okay. People but I think so what 
what Nana and I arrived at on that question specifically is I think at first look, it's easy to to kind of feel like the show maybe is the black bourgeois, you know, like the mm-hmm. fancy black folk. But when, when you yeah. really think about it, I think that it does, uh, we, we kind of both agree that it, it does kind of show different walks or different um experiences in you know in the black experience uh yeah, yeah, yeah. overall because like if you look if you go back all the way to season one shit fucking lawrence was couch she was couch surfing basically and you know obviously isa had her her kind of difficulties in in at her job really the only person who represents that kind of upper crust if you will is really molly that's it she's the lawyer with the wow. fancy job and maybe tiffany a little bit yeah. you know well, so, and, and here's what I'll offer. So, so, yes, I definitely see that. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of the feedback that I got, too. Like, you know, some people were like, did you even watch the show? Because, <laughs> oh, see, yeah, they were <laughs> like, you know, you trying to gather your ass. And da, da, da. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's not necessarily about their economic status. Okay. It's about, it's about culture or subculture within the Black community. Okay. And okay. they are definitely a certain type of, you know, subculture within yeah. the Black community. And the others that, you know, you look at the people that live in Issa's building who are not necessarily... I, I literally was going to talk mm-hmm. about the upstairs neighbor and her son. Like, I oh don't my God. know <laughs> like, how they're portrayed. But those, I mean, we know just, people like that. Yes. They are they are our neighbors. Yeah. And so, like, it's just kind of like, why you got to make us so loud? Well, like, I don't think I don't think she characterized them. At least that's I not the like question I got. You think so? I think, I think there are other people she doesn't like. You know, uh, the guy who she was sleeping with. You know, he was he certainly. TSA Bay. No, no, no. The, remember the the guy like, right after she and Lawrence broke up, and he lived like two doors down. Or, oh, that down. dude. Oh, he was like a Bay. hustler yes. or rapper yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, so he certainly wasn't a, uh, wasn't a part of that kind of like you know professional upward upwardly yeah. mobile group. Yeah. Um, but he also like they didn't portray him as like a, a you know bad person or a caricature or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. He was a regular guy who was like, and I liked that. I think I think the the lady who lives upstairs like yeah. she's correct. Um, and it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not one of those things where I'm like, we need to exclude people because I don't. I certainly don't want that. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm all about the conversation. Like, if they're mm-hmm. going to exist in the in in that universe, let's talk about how they're portrayed. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's flesh fair. let's flesh out their characters it's, a little, little bit. More. Yeah. yeah, but I, I love get that. that. She always comes for Issa and checks the shit out of her and for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a larger conversation as well it's one we've i know nan and i've had and i'm sure kj you've had it on your circles or even on your twitter i think because this came up when we when we did our recap of queen and slim in december i think sometimes sometimes we as black folk ask a lot from our black art and i think Mm. it's because we typically because especially maybe until recently didn't always have depictions and reflections of ourselves in media at least in a in a way that seemed to be handled with any level of care. You know, a lot of times it was just us, just characters of different mm-hmm. black stereotypes and tropes. I think now that we are finally kind of getting like a renaissance, because we've seen it before. We had it in the nineties. There was kind of like a lull in the in the in the aughts. And then maybe twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really and truly. And then now, you know, maybe from twenty ten and forward, we started seeing a lot of these shows coming up. I think sometimes we kind of hold ourselves to an impossible standard of expecting all the different iterations and variations yeah. of blackness to be portrayed because we get so little of it. So when we do yeah. get it, we expect it to cover all of the bases. 
Whereas if you think about it, we don't, ex- we don't have that expectation of white art or, span- you know, of white TV shows. They get to mm-hmm. be one dimensional and in a box and do their own thing without it necessarily, you know, without people being up in arms like, oh, we didn't get this version of whiteness represented. Yeah. Or, you know, I, th- I think it's worth keeping that in mind as well. Yeah, and sometimes it's, it's okay for these shows to just be what they are. And yeah. I think we don't always need to ask them to cover all of the, you know what I mean? Both things can I, be true at the same time. I agree. And, and so my friend uh, John made this great, he, he put it into to, to wonderful words. Um, we don't expect everyone to be represented. Like, like we're not saying that you should bring everybody to the table because then it looks like a clown car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, right. But if you're going to include a subgroup, be intentional about it. Mm. And I agree with that. I, I think with sometimes, sure. you know, as black people, we're not as um, not as intentional about representing the people that that aren't like us. Um, I always make the joke about um, uh, dear white people. I'm like, mm. you know, it goes back to the, the extra sexy thing. It's like, so you telling me on that college campus, there's not one fat nigga. There's not, not one. one. <laughs> Not one. Not, one. <laughs> not a singular one. Not not a one. Best meal plan and not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so true. My my biggest gripe with dear white people was the 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 dude they had playing a Kenyan. So it was especially personal because I'm Kenyan. <laughs> just yeah. just doing the worst fucking African uh, um impersonations. Like yo, there's there you know, there's actually African actors. You could have actually just got an African actor to play. Right. An African. You know what I mean? But I mean that whole show could be its own full <laughs> full conversation as well. But yeah. I, but I hear you. I think I think like you said, KJ. I I do agree with you that intentionality does have to be a part of the conversation. Because I did feel that way at certain points during season four, where they would broach certain subjects and certain topics, and it felt like they were. And this is also a critique you've heard of of insecure before. It seems like they were doing it just for the buzzword, just for oh, having yeah. that one topic in there. Like, for example, um, on the episode when they went on their vacation, mm-hmm. Nana and I talked about this a few minutes ago, where they broached the, t- the conversation about the relationship between Asians and the Black community. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a full conversation to have. And they mm-hmm. did it, and, you know, we kind of saw it, but then they kept it moving. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't really get to interrogate it anymore. We didn't really get to maybe even see uh, Andrew's side or maybe see how he had arrived at that kind of, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. if you're, if you're going to bring the buzzwords, you know, and we know, we know all of them cause we've worked in yeah. white spaces and they love to, you know, the buzzwords will come. I think you need to do more work to kind of like, like you were saying, KJ, just giving some, some more meat on the bone. Yeah. But, Insecure doesn't give themselves enough room to work with to do that. This because, shit is 12 minutes. Yeah, because the episodes are like 30, 40 minutes long. I think if they gave themselves a little more of a running time, they could do that. But I think what ends up happening now is you end up trying to do too much with not enough. Is, yeah. is, is what it feels like sometimes. So they did it this episode. Um, they kind mm-hmm. of dance the finale right yeah yes yeah Um, and i was like and and again i I forget i don't know when they filmed 
So maybe they filmed before the world shut down and well, like, there were Kobe murals. So this they did at least some at least some scenes were shot in January. At yeah, year, for sure. So I'm like, this is how you want to broach this subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody, well, go which home? subject? Which subject? The, 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 the subject of you know when they got off the bus and the police were like, oh know, yes, like, yes, 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 yes. That was really messy. It didn't it feel. Messy. It was, I, it was so silly. Like for it, me, it, was, it wasn't even just the messiness of it. I just, and I, I think this is just a testament to the time we're in right now. I did get really uncomfortable because I didn't know what direction it was going to go. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, was oh, damn, okay, they're, they're bringing up the police thing. Where is this going to go? I'm right. hoping one of them isn't, like, locked up or rough, right. you know? I just didn't know I, and what I direction was it was going to go. I was going to get arrested. I just, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and they kind of just went the more lighthearted route where the cop was just, all right, I don't want to deal with this, everyone go home, you know what I mean? Right. But but you're right, that's a perfect example of, of a, a very valid conversation that we're all having, clearly all having right now in this moment, but it deserves more than a two, three minute, you know, exchange with yeah. a with a more or less a rent-a-cop. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least the way... That's how he came... I know he's supposed to actually yeah, be a police looked, officer, like a but it like, felt like a Paul Blart kind of, like, just... <laughs> like I didn't, he, I didn't believe his uniform at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't sell me on it. He didn't sell me on it. He didn't sell me on it. The other thing that I think that they didn't do, they didn't give it enough... Uh, ju- didn't do enough justice to was Nathan... Agreed. The mental health aspect, for sure. After season three, I mean, I knew that I didn't think Nathan was going to be the huge, like the pinnacle parts of season four, but Mm -hmm. I definitely thought that we would have a conversation about him and his disappearance and why he disappeared. And they Mm -hmm. answered all those questions, but I, I do feel like it was kind of just like, Again, it's just for the buzzword. It's it just, just for the mental like, health thing. Yeah, yeah, it was so, and I was like, that's not, it doesn't feel like we're talking about. Yeah, right? not in a comprehensive way. That was a huge part of season three. Like, it was the the thing that he yeah. just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then y'all are barely touching the surface of Agreed. how he's doing. Yeah. And I mean, it's, he seems fine now, but like, what does that mean for... Right. How was he dealing with this? How yeah, does that affect your friendship? Like all of mm-hmm. that stuff. I feel like they didn't, they didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. It was a side episode of of uh, Nathan in Texas. Like yeah. that, yeah. that would have been so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He shows like, you know, I mean, again, I love Insecure. I think it's masterful television. So this isn't a-, a Oh no, we're, we all we are all on the same page. Right. Yeah. But you oh, yeah. Like, like if this were Master of None, I don't know if you guys watched Master of None with- the, the Yes, Master. with Aziz like, sorry. yeah. Like that would, I mean, I could totally see that happening there. And I wish that they would have done like a similar dynamic um, so that we could get more in-depth look, uh, a more in-depth look at, um, at what happened with Nathan's- uh, Yeah, on and his I, side. I just feel like that was such a, it was such a huge part of season three for them to kind of drop hints of it in two episodes is not enough. It's like, not it enough to cover that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've kind of been talking about it um, anyhow, but it was, it was actually just the kind of the, the last question I want to leave us with is- I'm wondering if you guys feel like Insecure is still as relevant kind of socially and culturally now in 2020 as it was when it first aired in 2016. And we've kind of been talking about that in different ways. 
but I'm just wondering if you guys feel like it's still, you know, as relevant as it was then as, as it is now. Hmm. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give the floor to our guests. Okay. Cause I have some thoughts too, but I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Do you mean the floor or the hot seat? No, just I know it's, it's more the hot seat, but it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Cause no. it just felt like, I think, or maybe I'll, 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 I'll give some more context. So that I, at least going back to 2016, I think we were, was, was, uh, was blackish out yet? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't, I don't I think so. or maybe it was in its first season as yeah, well. Yeah, it was, it was still very new. Cause it, it still felt like at least at the time, and maybe it's still true now. It's, it just felt like Insecure was the only show that, that kind of captured this demographic in the way that it has. I don't know if we have any other shows that really have done that, but kind of like the black millennial. Yeah, Blackness came out in 2014. Oh, okay, so that, that preceded and I agree two with years. You. I think <clears> that, like, it just feels more family, more kid-friendly. Yeah, like, so that's it's a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, like yeah. Insecure is like our living single. Like, yes. you know, like, in, yeah. in that In that sense, yeah. Yeah. And and that's I think that's the point that that I would make. You know, I think it's relevant because we have not had white people um, or the mainstream culture, I should say, because synonymous, more or less the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) The white adjacent, right? Yeah, they have had about a almost a hundred years of of every aspect of their story being told on every platform, right? Mm -hmm. We got. Uh, uh, the late 1960s with Norman Lear and the amazing shows that he came out with, uh, mm-hmm. Good Times and Sanford and Son and yeah. uh, the Jeffersons and things like that. You know. Oh, so he was the he was the mastermind behind all of them. Had all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Learn something new. Okay. Okay. It's so like from there. All of those. Uh, you know, that's really when you started to see um, the the pers- other uh, perspectives of black. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. Um, and even then, it was like relegated to to sitcoms. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a deep dive. It wasn't. De- I mean, on some level, it de- you know, some of them dealt with some uh, major issues, some harder but, topics. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 you know, by and large, it was made specifically to be light lighthearted, mm-hmm. um, and it also was made to be specifically from the perspective of the, the family unit. Yeah, exactly. Like like it, it is. It was it was black television for white people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah, and and that changed a little bit in the '90s, a little bit. You know, we started to see broader things, but you know, this is another aspect of black that people haven't seen more. And a deep dive into that aspect. You know, mm-hmm. these you know young black millennials um, who are professional and mm-hmm. like you know not just prof- like I mean I referenced the Tyler Perry era. Um, yeah. Tyler Perry's notorious for starting all of his movies with, well, my book is selling a million copies. What are you doing? Oh, I can't <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, I practice this, you know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, yep. Yep. you know, and that's great. Like, we need to see that on some level, too. This is, you know, I'm young and I'm professional, but I'm fucked up in some yeah, way. Yeah, I'm, I'm still struggling. I'm still trying to figure shit out. And, you know, yeah. and that is so relevant because mm-hmm. I know it's me. Like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'll, I'll be 39 next month. And, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll Happy say, early yeah. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'm 39 years old and I don't feel like a real adult. And, you know, that show... That's reassuring like, a little bit for me. Good, good to know. <laughs> okay. All right. If I feel like that now and you feel like that at 39, then I'm doing all right. Then I'm doing all right. I hear that 
from a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to kind of grapple with. Like when do you make that transition into an uh, an adult? It's not a, a number anymore. I no. Think. no, no. It's no. more mindset. I, I haven't found it yet. Um, I know people who exist in that space. Mm-hmm. And every time I look at them, I'm like, I don't want to be you. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, right? I, I, I want to get that threshold, but not the way it looks like for right. you right now. So, you know, but yeah, I think it's very relevant. <clears throat> what do you I think, Donna? Yeah, Yeah. no, I definitely, I, def- I think um, for me, this season... And I was actually having this conversation with my friend group. I think this season has been like one of the more profound seasons compared to the first three. It felt, I feel like the characters are finally coming to their own. And a lot of that discovery work, we're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Very true. Um, Some, and like KJ said, some of us, it looks very, it looks different for all of us. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the one thing that even you mentioned when, because I didn't think about Andrew's question that way, mm-hmm. was like, why, what are you actually fighting for? Like, what is this that you want? And like with with Issa and um, Lawrence, it is happiness. I want to be in a space of, of joy. I want to find, cont- like, I feel like they're no longer chasing titles or salaries, but like- Certainly not Issa. Yeah, right. at this point, like, yeah. But feeling fulfilled in the work that they do mm-hmm. and finding true happiness in in whatever that is, not fabricating it, not putting on a show, not pretending that they're good, but like really being good. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like for Molly, that is still the journey for her because so much of her story is my life needs to look this way. And yeah, I've done status. Everything in my I've done everything right and so why haven't I gotten to here mm-hmm. and so I, like I love that you kind of because I didn't see that but I love that you mentioned that thing about Angie because it's like what what do you want sis mm-hmm. like what if I see her in another fucking off-white outfit and she got the <laughs> Beyonce Adidas like you you have all of the things and you all the trimming yeah. mm-hmm. you know so like what are you what are you really fighting for what yeah. do you want yeah. um and I think so many of us are finally having that question because I think you and I may have talked about this, Obi, before. Like, mm-hmm. we were the last, we were, or maybe I had this conversation with a friend of mine. Oh, no, we I, I know what you're good. It was us. We, or I'm sure you maybe have yeah. talked about it with other people, too. But we were the last generation to, like, kind of, like, buy into the, you go to college, you get mm-hmm. a great job, you buy a house, you have mm-hmm. a family. Like, we were the last generation to think that that is, that's Actually, how you become yeah. successful. That's yeah. how you attain that. Yeah. And because the world looks so different for us now, the one that we're living in is so different and we're seeing younger people, damn near children, achieve the level of success that we couldn't even fathom mm-hmm. doing things that make them happy. It's yep. like, wait, so my wait, life doesn't need out. to look this way anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I love this season has felt so reminiscent to myself, to my story. And then I, I, I feel so inspired by their journey because I feel like I'm taking it with them. Like I, I know Issa, mm-hmm. I know I have a Molly in my friend group. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have dated a few Daniels uh, and Lawrence's. <laughs> okay. you know what I'm like, I feel like hey, so Jay agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, where my, where my Andrew at? 
Um, so I definitely feel like it is relevant. I think that I appreciate, like, it wasn't just you for some, some of the season, it just felt like mess for the sake of mess, like fucking for the sake of fucking like, yeah, just, yeah. Just like foolish. earlier on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe we needed that because that's what our mid to late twenties look like a lot of this. Also time. true. But I just, I really, really love, like this season was probably my very, very favorite because I just appreciate, like, the journey that I feel like I'm taking as a woman, I can see, of course, in my friend group, but, like, to see it with these characters and then following them personally, kind of seeing their growth, it's just, it's really inspiring. So I absolutely think that it's still relevant. I cannot wait to see what happens in season five. I wish this bitch would give us at least 45 minutes, but, you know. give me 45, right? Here we are. She's not hearing it, but, yeah, so I definitely. I'm here. I'm I'm here with KJ. I would watch this shit till the, the wheels fell off, but I would okay. prefer them. I know. To, okay. No, and I, and I I agree with everything that I I can't possibly say it as well as both of you guys have. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it at that. But no, I, I agree with you guys. I I and I'm I'm especially curious how they because now this is what the the writers are going to be tasked with mm-hmm. is going to be integrating what we're living and experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. into the show and i'm Absolutely. super curious to see how they do that in season five and, yeah. and and not just insecure but any of the shows that we watch that are still set in like our actual universe of you yeah. know regular yeah. everyday life is i'm going to be super curious to see how they kind of navigate um the space we're in now and especially for insecure because the whole show is centered on the black experience and mm-hmm. we obviously right now in this moment are are kind of we seeing, are the experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be. I'm 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 super interested to see where they go from there. Um. So I guess just to wrap up, I, I don't know if anyone had their kind of last thoughts before we bring it on home. And I know I definitely want to give you an opportunity, KJ. You can let our followers know where to find you on all the socials. If you're single, put that out there too. Let people find <laughs> your DMs. Whatever, whatever oh, you need. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to play Cupid out here. I'm trying to make sure everyone's good. So, but no, KJ, I guess we'll we'll kick it off with you. If you had any kind of like last thoughts or or anything that you want to leave leave our listeners with, now um, your two, time. I have two left last thoughts. One's a story. One's a thought. This All right, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, to to the point about um, having uh, like like a non traditional path to success. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a very close friend of mine who grew up with me in New Orleans. She actually lives in New York City. Okay. Uh, she used to be, she's not now, now she's doing freelance stuff um, and still thriving because that's, that's how she is. But yeah. um, she used to be the e-commerce director for L'Oreal, right? Oh, wow. Whoa, okay. So she, yeah, she climbed that ladder. Yes. She's, yeah. she's a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, her grandmother, you know, every now and then I'll talk to her grandma and her, her grandmother um, has since passed, but, you know, like 80 years old, you know, or mm. so. And every time we talk, every time we talk, she would be like, would you please tell her to get a real job? And I would be like, makes more money than all of us combined. <laughs> combined, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but because she wasn't a nurse, a teacher, the traditional route. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It was not a path to success. Um, so mm-hmm. it, 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 uh, kind of 
add on to that um, because it, it, it's a very real uh, look at look at what, what that looks like. Um, and then the, the point that I'll make because well, we didn't talk about Molly and everybody, That's she right. <laughs> everybody loves to hate Molly and I have a devil's advocate view of Molly. Okay, you going Victor on this? You you going Andrew's brother on this? You going the devil advocate route? First of all, I love the villain in every any TV. <laughs> okay, even better. But but, but this, uh-huh. is this is it. I think what people forget about um, about Molly and the show in general is um, the sh- we have a god's eye view of everything that's going on. Yes, characters in the show don't. All they have that's true is, is past context. Um, and, and the things that have happened or whatever. And so everybody's like, oh, Molly does Issa bad and Molly is selfish and this, this and that. But the reality is Molly has been Issa's savior. She's been Issa's sofa. She's, <laughs> you know, the, the, the listening ear uh, at the Hi. end of every one of her failed opportunities and things mm. that she's like self-destructed. Um, and all Molly has is this history with Issa of being a big starter and a small finisher. So when he comes to her and says, I'm doing a block party, while we can see, we know we know Condola, we hanging out with her, and mm-hmm. we see all the parts moving, and no, Issa ain't just blowing shit up our skirts. Like, she's really right. yeah, doing she's really about this. Yeah. 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 Molly doesn't have that view. And so, you know, it, 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 it's not surprising to me that when, when Issa's like, you know, I'm doing all these wonderful things, and Molly's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Or, you know... <laughs> Molly, will you go out on a limb for me? Even though I, Molly was being petty, we, know, we all know that. But I think there is a tinge of, I'm trying to build something with this man. I'm not going to let you and like the world win that is your life. Yeah. 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 And, and, or even, even more than that, you know, it's the sometimes you're just exhausted. You know, like I think there are times, you know, when, when Issa is very self-interested. And so yeah. there's times when it does seem like it's all about her. Um, and so, you know, I just needed to defend Molly for a minute. No, and I, I'm happy you did that. And, I, and and just on the point of Issa, I think, but I think maybe what has always made it feel a little different for me as a viewer with her, because you kind of mentioned her being a lot very self-interested. Mm-hmm. But I think with her, at least the way it's landed for me, it's almost coming from a place of like, she's almost aloof about it. Like she doesn't even realize that she's kind of like centering things on her or maybe she's not being as attentive or or kind of plugged into what's going on with her friends. So I think that's why maybe I've cut her a little bit more slack than I would. That seems to me. You, th- you think it's worse? Okay, yeah. no, f- fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, if someone's not really like uh, attuned or paying attention, I get that. I get that. So but I, I think for me, it's just different than someone who like we know is really just about themselves and doesn't give a fuck about mm-hmm. themselves. Because I think with yeah. Lisa, once someone brings it to her attention, she that's when she's like, oh, fuck, like, damn, I yeah. fucked up. I think she means well. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely oh, not a malicious thing that no, 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 no. Yeah. Not like, not like she's a narcissist, like, where it's yeah. just, oh, it's all about me, 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 yeah. and, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I've heard a couple of people cape for Molly, and I don't think that she's a horrible person, but I am really disappointed in the way in which she engaged with her relationships this season but i also i i will take your point about the exhaustion because i think i shared a little bit about that when we when obi and i spoke earlier kind of reviewing some of the episodes where 
I feel like I'm the friend that always reaches out. I'm the one that always checks on people. I'm the one when there's a riff, you know, I feel like I, I have to be the bigger person all the time. And maybe Molly has felt that way mm -hmm. because like you're saying, she has been the more stable one in the friendship. She has been there to bail Issa out, whether it's, you know, giving her a place to stay or mm -hmm. run an interference with Daniel or, mm -hmm. you know, a slew of other things. She's definitely been that pillar of strength for Issa. And sometimes you can feel abused having yeah. to always no, hold sure. somebody up. Yeah. Um, so I can, and I think she finally met somebody who sincerely cared for her. And even though it feels like maybe in the beginning, she didn't want to allow herself to enjoy getting to know Andrew, she realized, well, fuck, I really like this guy. So maybe she just wanted to finally pay attention to her own shit and yeah. not always have her life be surrounded about by. No, Easter. that's a good point. And that's, I think that's, that's fair. And I think a lot of times for us going back to kind of like the, the God's view uh, point you brought up, KJ, because I think that's a good point, too. I think a lot of times with shows and especially with Insecure, I think what we saw on this season was a lot of the characters almost across the board were really making leaps and bounds in their personal development and their growth. We saw it with, uh, with Nathan kind of, you know, well, again, we weren't privy to it, but we know he, he's in a better place. You know, we don't know what work it took to get there, but we know he's at least in a better footing than he was when we left him at the end of season three. Lawrence is doing well, just landed a gig up in San Fran. You know, his whole deal was with his career, and that's kind of taking off for him. Um, and, you know, Tiff had her baby. You know, I, I know her and Derek are, are kind of working through some things now with the postpartum depression. But just really across the board, and same with Issa, you know, she, she left her job that she was really unhappy with, and she kind of found her footing in what might end up being a new career for her as an event planner and kind of like a, a community organizer. But it, I think the only character where we didn't really see a whole lot of, or maybe not the same kind of rate of growth was with Molly. She seemed mm -hmm. to be the only character in the season who was still stagnant and who was kind yeah. of really still in the same place from a, a, a maturity standpoint as we left her on season three. But I think that's mm -hmm. still also a testament to the show being, being good at what it does because that's also true to life. Because mm -hmm. you even even in your personal relationships, whether it's platonic or romantic, that's how it is. You might have the yeah. one friend who's doing really well and things are going well for them and, you know, they're getting promoted, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe you have the other friend, their relationship is doing really well. They, they get engaged, they have a kid, they get married, whatever it may be. So I think, I think that was true to life as well. And maybe still having one of our main characters maybe not making those same leaps and bounds in their development as we saw from everyone else. And I think if we, in the absence of that, we wouldn't have had a fourth season. Well, that was the whole crux of this season mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. the deterioration mm -hmm. of their relationship. So if she was, you know, going to therapy every week and she was doing great with Andrew, we, we wouldn't have a season. You know yeah. what I mean? That's oh, they'd find some other mess. They would have found something else, but I th I don't think it would have hit the way this season did. You know no, I mean? and it it could it took me for a loop. I the last thing that I I thought was gonna happen when season four started was that there was gonna be a rift between Molly and Issa. I yeah. I did not see this coming at all. And I think they they foreshadowed it right at the start of season one because they yeah. they started yeah. the end 
And I, I was also like, oh, shit, I didn't see that. I was more like, all right, well, I'm curious how they even get to that point because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't see that for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Well, it was. I really appreciated uh, being able to kind of go through all of this with the two of you guys. And KJ, yeah. appreciate you joining us, especially yeah, on such short notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might, we might have to have you back. Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah, you were a good addition. And I'm, and I'm here for the one-liners as well. <laughs> so you're definitely one of my favorite uh, recent follows um, on Twitter. And I know that's where I came across you. But is there anywhere else where our listeners can find you? Maybe on Instagram, if, if you happen to be on any other platforms? Um, only on Instagram. Uh, it's okay. HRHKJ. Um, Say it one more time. It's HRHKJ, His Royal Highness KJ. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh, exactly. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Call us by our names, right? Yes. Uh, and that, that, I mean, that's really the only major place that, that uh, I exist. Um, and I thank you for the opportunity. And um, you guys have made my night. This was fantastic. Um, oh. I, I cannot wait for the day when the world opens up and I can like come up and we can do this at brunch. Like, with my Oh, yes, absolutely. Less. we will make that happen. <laughs> and I think the, the only other thing I was going to mention as well, if you happen to have any other creative outlets, I know you, you have your threads and everything that you got going on Twitter, but if you have anything else, and I'm only saying this cause obviously we we're, we're getting to know you now, but I don't know if you have any side hustles, anything you want to promote, but Feel free. Sadly, right now I'm just working my nine to five and trying. Okay, to stay- and that's okay too. And that's okay too. I'm an extrovert trying to stay sane and in self quarantine. But you and I both, enough. brother. That is, that is a job in itself. You and I both, brother. Uh, well, no, thank you, KJ, so much. This was truly, truly a pleasure. Um, even though I, I, you know, I'm not on the Twitter, but I may get me a little fitter. A little fake uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Come it was, on it was just, just, yeah this has just been a really great opportunity to talk to you um and kind of pick your brain a little bit and recap but thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you for having me well I guess this is this is the end of episode three of Workday with Nan and Obi. Uh, definitely follow us on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, review, um, hit up uh, KJ on all of his platforms. And um, if you have an email, any recaps that maybe things that we didn't get to talk about this episode on Insecure or other shows that you want us to watch and maybe recap for you, definitely feel free to send us an email at workbaypod at gmail.com. Of course, follow us at workbaypod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. All Bye, right. guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you. No, I won't take that no more.